The Reaper of the Maelstrom and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rulecast intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence and drug references. Full content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome to another instalment of The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief. Once again, I am Tom, your Games Master, and I'm joined by JB. Coogan. <laughs> Hello. And Gaz. Hello. <laughs> so a lot obviously happened in our last session. We left off on a little bit of a bit of a cliffhanger, so to speak. So we'll just jump straight into the um, summary and then jump straight back into it. last saw our group, they had ran into a small mitch tin called Vesh Crystalhuter, along with the crystal keeper Nezi Ud. During their discussion, Nezi informed them that he was taking his, war, uh, his ward for a walk around the town, as although she had been in Salt Harbour for around about a year now, she had been preoccupied with her studies, and had only recently started walking around. Due to her young age, a child in her race, and her naivety. Nezi would make sure that she is accompanied at all times. He also told them that despite her young age, she is quite a prodigy and is next in line to become a crystal keeper and protect Salt Harbour's Newman Crystal, a trait that became apparent, as well as her eagerness to show her knowledge, when she began to tell Ivok about numerous magical properties of the crystal and what studies entailed before Nezi cut her off. Her magical prowess was also revealed when Gregor continued to irritate her due to him believing that her small stature made her adorable and patronised her, as she sent a bolt of magic through him via a crystal around her neck. Before they pa- I mean, to be fair, it didn't knock you off your feet, it just sent your hand back. <laughs> Before they parted ways, they also discussed a little of the history of the new mind crystal as well as that of its keepers. Then they made their way to the docks in order to finally turn in their quest to Ebchar in order to be accepted on the expedition to the temple. After some searching, they found the tiefling and informed him of their success, as well as providing evidence of their victories, during which Ivok tried and failed to convince Ebchar that he was well versed in traversing deities, deities, temples of deities. During their conversation, Ebchar revealed that although the temple had moved recently, their agents had informed them that they believed that it had reappeared near the Velxa border, below Menel Peaks, within the Mithril Mines where the Crystal Elves reside. As such, they would be needing slightly more time to stock suitable provisions, so instead of setting off the next day, they would be setting off a day later, on the Friday. He told them to meet the expedition group outside of Reap Manor at 4pm. After their conversation had concluded, the group ventured into the financial district and discussed their outstanding task once again. During the discussion, Gregor came up with a plan of using Bimit's Black Crystal to make it so that Gregor's Ring of Invisibility would work within Salt Harbour <laughs> itself. But before they could commit to it, they would need to take him to the outskirts so they could test this theory. The group then split 
with Gregor and Ivik returning to the Bainful Squid to retrieve Bimmer, whilst Rag would look around the market in order to find some more steaks for Bimmer, as well as purchasing some the group some food as well as they had not eaten so far that day. As he made his way around the market, Rag accosted various people, trying to find some spicy meat. He eventually was directed to an orc vendor, and after some arguing, he purchased a large pile of cooked meat and veg before setting off once again. Whilst this was happening, Gregor and Ivok had made their way to the Baneful Squid in order to take Bim out of the town so that they could test Gregor's theory. During this, Gregor also tried to play a prank on Rag by placing a bucket of water atop his door. However, this ultimately failed when he closed the door and spilled water everywhere. They made their escape from Crumb quickly and headed to the outskirts. There, under Gregor's insistence, um, Ivik tried out his new powers from Cyric once again, attempting to force Gregor to jump on the spot. Although this failed initially, he succeeded the second time, but not without Gregor slightly harming his ankle. The two also realised that they could test their mystery items from Lincea here as well, but with varying success. Ivok almost being blown up by his ducky of terror, and Gregor being incredibly disappointed by the limited range on his ring of invisibility. <laughs> now in the end, after a small breakdown from Gregor, he came up with the plan of using Rag's bag of holding to potentially store the cargo. Overjoyed, they made their way back to the financial district, unaware that Rag was already there, searching for Arja. Once he found Arja, he handed back the assassination contract and was immediately chastised for burning down the arena in his attempts. During this, Arja told him that he didn't think that Rag would be cut out for the assassination life. An argument quickly broke out between the two as Rag wanted full payment for his work, but Arja refused to pay him in full due to the amount of bribes he had had to hand out in order to keep the guards from arresting Rag, mainly due to him being spotted by his spies in the locker rooms near where the fire originated from. Eventually, after a full explanation from Arja why secrecy was vital and why he needed to accept the reduced payment, Rag relented and received his payment, as well as his entrance to the Dark Arena, a brass ring. <coughs> Although he wasn't happy about it, he now had an uneasy alliance with Arja, with both agreeing that Rag did no assassination and that there is, in fact, no dark area. Yep. With this, and with some help from Arja, Rag discovered that the entrance to the dark area was towards the back of the old statue of the Triton. Though he was unable to enter due to Gregor and Ivor passing through. With the three reunited, Rag quickly tried to move their attention to the large tray of food he had procured for them. Although Ivor was quick to tuck into the food, Gregor noticed something was wrong with Rag was not able to ascertain what. As they discussed recent actions, Gregor remarked about how coincidental it had all appeared. That day after the contract was tended, the arena burnt down. Though to his credit, Arja tried to feign ignorance of the subject. Even, though, even so, Rag was not able to continue the ruse and pulled Gregor and Ivor to the side, where he began to confess what had actually happened. Or at least his version of what had actually happened. According to him, 
He had gone to find Morug for his money after he had saved Gregor, totally guilting the Dragonborn in the process. When he had found the goblin infuriated and ready to burn down the arena and kill them all. He had acted in self-defence, and when he had left, Murug was alive, but bound, the problem to be dealt with the next day, and the arena was not on fire, though he supposed his actions may have inadvertently led to a torch falling off and catching a blaze. His tempers flared, Rag reminded Gregor once again that without him, he would have lost, but all this did was infuriate Gregor even more, as it was his fight to win or to lose. Additionally, Ivic was suspicious as to why Rag had not told them of Morug attacking him, and why he would decide to leave him tied up overnight. Rag again tried arguing that he did not want to spoil Gregor's night. Even though he was still suspicious, Ivic's emotions got the better of him, and he was unable to tell if Rag was lying. Once he had finished retelling what had happened, Gregor simply asked Arja how many people applied for the assassination contract, and after Arja responded, Ivek followed it up with asking if Rag was one of them. Although Arja lied and said he had not, Gregor saw through this immediately and realised that Arja was lying. Even so, Rag somehow managed to convince both Gregor and Ivek that he had not taken the contract on. Confused and angry, Gregor walked away and declared that he would not be part of the smuggling mission that evening. In turn, Ivek agreed to continue with the contract but told Rag they would need to have a serious discussion about the events at some point. Defeated and emotional, Rag collapsed to the floor, and before he left, Arja warned Rag that it would be in their best interest to keep his companions on his side, as Rag was now intertwined with the residents of the Dark Area. At this, Rag left Arja. And that is where we got up to last time. Well, okay. So who, we're would... all in separate areas now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, we've all split. Well, at the moment, how <coughs> it's kind of worked out is that Gregor stormed off first, so he will obviously... He will be the furthest away from where Rag currently is. Then Ivok stormed off, and Rag, you left at the end. So it's up to you three where you're going and what you're doing. Okay, well... Go on. Well, I want to go to the docks again myself. Okay. Um, Gregor, what are you doing at the moment? I'm going to head back to the inn. Okay. And Rag? <laughs> it's going to be tricky for you. But I was going to say, everything up. Rag, what are you doing? Um, as I'm walking off, I want to turn back around yeah. and head back towards Azure. I presume it's still in distance of me. Asia is still in the financial area in like the ruins. I want to walk straight past him and straight towards the statue of Triton. Yep. Uh, and just shout to him as I, as, as I walk by. Open it up! So yeah, you kind of, you storm past Asia. Um it takes him a second to actually realise that you've just kind of like turned on your heels. Um, what did you shout? Sorry. Open it up. It just kind of turn, turns. Uh, he's, he's currently in conversation with someone else. Turns, just looks at you. 
Well, I, I already told you how to open it. I don't open it up. You pass through. Yeah, well, you need to come and take a walk with me. Are you trying to intimidate him here? I'm not trying to intimidate. Um, if anything, it's in your best interest if you follow me. He just kind of pauses for a second. Oh, yeah? What? And what's going to happen if I don't follow you? Maybe some bad consequences. I'm going to try and persuade him to come with me. I know, that sounds a lot more like a threat than a persuasion. <laughs> it's not a threat. <laughs> I need to roll something this, here. It's not, this is not a threat. <coughs> you follow it up with, this is not a threat, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me persuasion then. 21. <laughs> so, yeah, you say, you say, you tell him it's not a threat, and you see like this big smile appear on his face. Just kind of like hands in his pockets as he walks towards you, kind of like almost leaning back, kind of looks up at you. You're damn right, it ain't a threat. Because you won't be able to do nothing anyway. Lead on. Shall we? He just kind of steps to the side and holds his hand out. But he's kind of like directing you to the back of the statue. He's going to watch how he does it. Oh no, I'm, I'm waiting to see if you've figured it out. I already told you. There's a, there's a little inset on the back there. And it sure would be great if you had some kind of small he's kind of raising his hand up you see the brass ring that you've also received on his finger some small circular device that would fit in there that's gonna scurry around in my backpack what are you looking for looking for this the, the ring <laughs> <laughs> it takes you a good minute or two but as you're kind of like clawing through all of your like coins that you've got, eventually your finger does hit a ring. Ah! So yeah, you you now got the ring just kind of like in your hand, pointing towards them. Feeling around, can I see the inset? Real perception, please. Natural one. <laughs> You know what? I was just pulling out my, uh, my my all of my dice. I've not pulled them out yet, and I'm very happy that I was pulling out my tens and ones. What were you trying to do again? Sorry, before find the insert with the ring. You spend a little bit of time, quite a fair bit of time, like two or three minutes, kind of like. You, you've you've not even got the ring on your finger as such. You've just kind of like got it in between, just kind of like scraping it across the side. And there's some really loud kind of like noises as you're scraping metal on metal. Like a couple of people are kind of like looking around at you, just like the fuck is that guy doing? You're you're kind of unable at the moment to find it. Behind you, you can hear, hear Arja just laughing at you. Come on, show me where it is. He just kind of, he smirks and chuckles again. And he kind of walks next to you. And like, it's literally in the crook of the back. Just kind of puts his hand up. 
where the ring is, and he kind of like slides into that little inset that you found before, pulls it out, takes a second and just steps sidewards straight into the statue. Like passes through the statue itself. Ah, okay. So he was wearing the ring? Yes. Uh, I'll just do the same, then I'll put it on, on the finger and find the inset. Yeah, so despite the fact that you're, you know, you're an orc, you're quite, uh, your hands are quite big, so, you know, you're a half-orc, um, the ring does surprisingly just slip straight on, like a piece of cake. Um, it takes you a minute or so to actually find, um, to actually find the inset. You put your hand on it, and you can almost feel a little bit of give as you do. So you take your hand up. What uh, do you do I'll now? Step- step to the side into the statue so it takes a second or two um sorry it takes a split second between you stepping from one to the other but then suddenly you are inside the actual statue itself as you as you pass through it darkness engulfs you for a second and then you find that you're stood standing at the top of a winding column of steel steps curling down you can hear Arja's footsteps below you, just as he's making his way down. <coughs> the light, uh, the the way ahead is lit by some burning torches on the wall, but it's kind of sporadic as you look over down this spiral, and you can't actually see the base of the stairs from where you are. Can't see the stairs. You can't see the base of the stairs. It just came, kind of stretches down into the darkness. Alright, well, I'll follow its path. So yeah, as you, you continue walking down, and again, all that you can hear is like the... Is your, of, of your footsteps, metal on metal, kind of, walking down. Um, it doesn't take long until you've lost track of Azure as well. You can no longer hear his, foot, uh, his footsteps. And the, the sporadic placing of the torches is making it so that every time you kind of like come around one corner, for like a second or so, it's almost complete blackness due to your shadows. Um, you keep on making there weird. Are some torches on the side, did you say? Yes, they are. There are. I'll uh, I'll just pick one of them up. They're fastened into place. Okay, I'll just leave them then. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> kind of like draw the the. It's kind of like a metal brassiere type of thing, but. Where yeah, you would yeah. normally pull it out, it's just kind of fixed in with screws. Arja? You don't hear anything. It's like walking a bit faster down. Yeah, just ding, 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 ding. as you go down. You guess that you go down maybe about 50 feet. But after about 50 feet or so, you come to a door. It's a big door. Very big metal door. Push it open. Okay. Um, kind of just like it creaks as you open it. It's quite heavy. It seems not jammed as such, but you know, like um, you know, like if you go into an old building that hasn't been open to the public in a while, and you try and open the door, and it kind of jams on itself. You've got to rive it a little bit more, and it scrapes across the floor. Yeah. Kind of like that as it opens. But as you step out, you are now presented with the sight of an expansive underground area. 
you're not really sure of the origin of it, but you can hear a distinct dripping noise of liquid coming from somewhere in the cavern. As you step out into the actual cavern itself, you notice that the ground below you is just dirt. But your footsteps, surprisingly, don't seem to be making any noise. This is a cavern? Yes, like an underground cavern, basically. Caving system. Uh, okay, let's take a look around. Is there, is there any light showing now? Is it still pitch black? Uh, roll me a perception, please. Actually, no, roll me Arcana, please. Nine. Nine, okay. So, guys, this is going to be one minute. No problem. Um, it's it's quite peculiar, really. There are no light sources around, none that you can see, no torches, nothing like that. However, you are you are still able to see everything quite, quite well underground. You can see in the distance there's a couple of buildings. You can see them quite clearly. Um, but even further back, it is still dark there, and you can make out maybe some shapes, but you're not sure what they are. But yeah, essentially you're in this giant cavern, there's some buildings in front of you, your footsteps aren't making any noise, and somehow even though there's no light sources, you can see quite, quite well. But you're not sure why. Still no sign of Aja. You can kind of see him in the distance just walking towards where that first, like, block of buildings are. Well, I'm, go I'm going to follow him. Definitely. I need to follow if I can see. Uh, cat, I want to mm, watch my foot in on it then if I can't feel the ground. Okay. Let me just watch where I'm going. Um, can I see because of my dark vision, or is it just what what's down here? With a roll of nine, I can't really, you can't really tell. You just know that you're able to see. You could attribute it to your dark vision, but you're not sure. Normally, your dark vision doesn't extend quite as far as it's going at the moment. Uh, I'm going to try and cast dancing lights then. Okay, how do you do that? Um. What kind of role? Is there a role for that, or is it just straight it's up? It's a cantrip. Okay. It's an action. It generates three lights, doesn't it? Yeah, four. Four, four sorry. Four touch side lights. Okay. Range, yeah. Uh, um, shoot them off into a distance of uh, six, 20 feet each. 20 feet each. Okay, um, so what are you wanting to do with the dancing lights, then? Uh, I want to send one off into the left, one off towards yeah. where I can see Arja going, uh, one off to the right and, the, and I'm going to keep one okay. of them with me and as I, as I move forward uh, they follow it's going to be 60 feet away but they need to be 20 feet within each other so I'm going to get them to move oh, with so me as I walk forward a, uh, using this light that's yeah yeah it's sort of like a, okay. an orb um, but the one that I've got with me I want near the floor so I can see where I'm moving okay roll me a perception check please as these all kind of dart off uh, some of the natural one. Okay, so... The eerie silence. <laughs> yeah, no, I was having to roll some rolls there, unfortunately, for uh, JB. You lose track of it. You kind of lose track of them, even though they aren't far away from you at all. You cast them out, 
you can see them for a couple of seconds, but they're not actually emitting light off themselves. They're just balls of light, not showing anything additional. You can still see everything completely fine, um, but they're not giving any additional light. Um, like I said, after a second or two, they just seem to have gone. I'm just going to keep moving forward then at a normal pace. I'm just going to go for it. Right, okay. Um, I want to. I just want to go in the direction of Aja. Yeah, you, you continue keeping up with him then and... Uh, Shout him as well, Aja! He, he kind of cocks his head behind, smiles, just turns and continues walking. Just kind of like a, you know, he's not being threatening or anything like that, but he's not responding to you as such. Just like, come on. So yeah, you, you were trying to shout out to Aja, and it just kind of walked on, so you decided to just... Are you trying to keep pace with him, basically, at this point? I'm trying to catch up to him. It Yeah, if you're jogging, it takes you like a, a split second or so to catch up to him. And you can see he's just walking very relaxed. How much further? So. It's, only, it's only just down down here, you see? See those, uh, see those buildings over there? And he mm. points out... Um, even though you didn't quite notice it at first, the second he points it out, you notice that there are some buildings that are beginning to take some form as you're approaching them. Well, while we're in the quiet part of it, we've got a problem. Just kind of, it doesn't stop, it just keeps on walking. It slows down a little bit, though. Oh, yeah? What's that? Ivok's going to find out what happened. And when he does, just pauses. <laughs> he's gonna go straight to the guards. Oh! Are you trying to persuade him, threaten him, anything, or is this just a general back and forth? Uh, nothing yet. I'm just gonna finish okay. what I'm saying first. Yeah, not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he has this. This helmet, or can read other people's thoughts and find out information that, well, people's darkest secrets, let's just say. This is going to be a, a huge problem for us both. Because if he catches wind of any of this, <laughs> he's not only just going to blame me, but he's going to know it was you as well. Now, you wanted to pay these guards off to keep them quiet. Ragnarok, I've the already paid way. them off. Exactly, that's the easiest way of doing it. However, one thing you should know, if he's got a problem, then that's your problem. I don't really care about any fancy trinket he may have that can read minds. Yes, I know. I, I understand that. Affect, won't affect us. Might affect you. But uh, let's be honest here. If a random straggler comes through into the town and says, hey, that guy and that guy are responsible for burning down an arena with no evidence, well... Perhaps you, um, you don't know much about this helmet. This helmet can provide proof. He says... We've got things to, uh, stop, stuff like that. Let me give you a little history lesson, Ragnarok. 
is he's just kind of walking and you're getting closer to these buildings. You can see there are actually five buildings and they're kind of like arranged almost into like a cool dislike, almost like a square type of thing. Now the dark area has, uh, well, this current incarnation with yours truly at the helm has only been around for about 10, 10, 12 years. But don't, don't get me wrong, but don't get this place wrong. The dark area itself has been around for centuries. So the people here, the people who matter here, we've got ways of stopping stuff like that. You think he'd be the first to have a helmet of telepathy or something along those lines and try and use it on us? He won't be. And he won't be the last either. However, I understand that it might implicate you in it. That's exactly why I'm down here. Well, that's your problem to deal with. I don't see how it's my issue. I've brought you down here to to maybe point me in, in the direction of somewhere that I can stop this from happening. Just kind of smiles. Oh, you were, you're looking for some uh, some wet work done on your power there, huh? Not necessarily. I would rather take... <laughs> I would rather take it on myself first. Kind of stops completely before you reach the square. I'm afraid I'm gonna need a little clarification on that. You see, down here we don't really keep, ironically, being underground and staying away from the guards and whatnot. We don't keep secrets down here, so just be plainly, what is it that you'd be wanting? Is there any way that everything I've said tonight to Ivan and Greg that I can believe myself? Are you basically just out, out of just speaking plainly to you? Are you on in some kind of like memory replacement version? Yes. So Aja just kind of smiles again and just continues walking towards the square. You're, you're now pretty much getting... You're, you're within, like, not even walking distance. You're pretty much um, from, like, one street to another away from it. He just kind of smiles. Well, if that's the case, you come to the right place. You see, there's a... As you might ex expect, the dark area is quite expansive. And we don't just let everyone go straight into all the areas straight away. You get me? This is a this is a loyalty type of thing. You know, we trust you, you trust us. The more we trust each other, the more stuff you find. Uh, so at the moment, you can only come into the, the shop, basically, the, the marketplace, the initial marketplace. This is what everyone always thinks is just the dark area, you see? But in this, there's, well, just kind of hold his hands out. Multiple shops. One of those, I'm sure, will have something for your problem. And can you take me to this place? I, I could. Need to but... Before this evening. Oh, I'm sure. Even without my help, you'd find that. And let me let me just give you a bit of advice here. It probably ain't gonna look good for you if you're just walking around with the big boss man himself, me, and just going straight into a shop, it might be better for you in terms of uh, 
but not so much making pals around here, but in order to gain trust. Going by yourself, you build a rapport with the people, rather than just me taking you there and saying, hey, give this guy something. Very well. Well, at least point me in the direction of the, the shop. I thought you just said I wouldn't be able to to venture that far. Oh, no, no, you can venture into the market, these five shops. You can't go into the further districts. And is what I'm looking for in these five shops? If it's going to be anywhere within the dark area, it'll be within those, yeah. Further in is more, uh, well, there's some, not residential areas, but recreational areas, as well as some more kind of pauses, just kind of looks at you, tilts his head. Serious places. Okay. Where should I go then? I would say, for some kind of memory type of thing, you've got two places. You've got to kind of just like, pauses for a second. Actually, no, make that free. Kind of steps back again and just points like to his side. And the building to your immediate left looks like it's been carved out of the actual stone of the cavern itself. Um, there's a small torch that's illuminated a baton wooden sign that reads Valor's Ruin. That place might have the uh, stuff that you need, but obviously you'd need to know how to uh, how to work ruins and whatnot. Uh, if that ain't your type of if that ain't your type of thing, well, there's always a uh, handout again, just like pointing a little further along on the same side. Um, this shop kind of looks like it's been slapped together by spare bits of wood. It looks almost like a shack. There's no torches outside, but you can see like on the top of the frame of the door, there's like hand carved wording, but it's really crude. And it's been etched into the word Catalusis. Now that place might have something for you. That's more of your, uh, well, what is it that you said earlier? Helm of telepathy, yeah, that kind of stuff. So boots that make make you fly, helmets that make make you read minds, maybe and things that, and also things that could possibly negate. Potentially, yeah. Just depends what uh, depends what old real has in. Now, finally, like if you if you just want to obliterate your mind so that you believe whatever you want to believe, well just kind of walks a bit further, like towards the end of this little cul-de-sac. And you're now stood in front of um, a shop that kind of appears out of place, kind of like tilted slightly, like rather than it just being flush, it is slightly diagonal. Um, and it looks like it's kind of blocking off like passage beyond. On each side of this shop is a guard. Completely... Uh, in an inverse uniform from like on the top side so rather than having like um, black and red um, it's now red and black like complete opposite um, the shop itself is in the form of a, of a log cabin it's just kind of like very delicately piled log um, logs making this cabin and there's a finely crafted sign that hangs next to the door that reads Magus Saint Chia. 
Now this place make a scientia. Scientia. It's a S-C-I-E-N-T-I-A. The first word is spelled M-A-G-U-S. Yeah. So make a scientia. That's probably, well, there might be some potions in there. There, there there's definitely some spell uh, spell scrolls in there. Uh, kind of like a magic place. So if you just want some kind of magic to change your memory, that might be your best call. Good old farm in there will help you out. Very well, very well. Just kind of like um, smiles and nods. At that, I've got some business to do a little further in. So. You'll have to excuse me. Yeah, I'll see you around. Of course, and hey, stay safe and uh, try to make it so that your friend doesn't have to be dealt with. That is my full <laughs> intentions. That's good to know. Uh, with, good to know. With that, I will head to the end of the cul-de-sac to that log cabin. Megasia. 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 So yeah, uh, you kind of yeah you're making your way over to Mega Scientia. Let me just see if I do actually have something for this. I might do. It might sound terrible. So you've made your way to the end of the shops and notice the outdoor, uh, outdoor, <coughs> out of place, um, like log cabin. Can I just try and walk past what, the guards and straight? Um, the guards aren't actually blocking the door, so it's like on the ends. So if you try to get behind the cabin, they'd probably stop you then. Let's give him a nod as I walk in then. They kind of nod back. The door opens by itself as you approach, and a warm light spills out onto the cabin floor. You kind of pass inside, and once you're inside, you're met by a roaring fire, which is kind of like set against the wall. Um, there's also a couple of comfy-looking, like armrest chairs, on the inside, just kind of like at angles. And as you're looking around, you see a slightly bedraggled-looking human searching around the place. You continue looking around and making your way in. There are numerous staffs. Um, on the wall above some bookcases that are lining two of the walls. All of the bookcases are filled to the brim with either books or piled up scrolls. There's, a, there's the wall that has the aforementioned fireplace. And then finally the wall directly opposite you, there is a counter. Um, on the counter as you're approaching, you can see that there are some ones. And if you look a bit closer, just behind the counter itself, are two glass-faced cabinets, each of which house numerous vials and bottles with different colored liquids inside. Okay. Um, hello? You say that, and um, the human that you saw before, like just kind of scurrying and rummaging around, just kind of bolts up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hello. Customer? Uh, yes. Ah, good. That's that's great to, to 
kind of stares off. Shakes said, Oh, customer. Yes, of course. What can I do for you? Yes. Yes. Um, you you have Helm of Telepathies here, right? No, no, I don't have the actual equipment. <laughs> he kind of laughs. Um, and as he does, his face kind of like... Before, his face was quite wrinkly anyway. But as he laughs, there's kind of like more laughter lines. And it makes him look about 70. No, no, boy. I don't sell Helms of Telepathy either. That's magical items. I, I deal in... I deal in the wands, the, the staffs, the books and potions. the research. And the potion, yes, of course, oh, there's some potions here. That's, that's what I'm really yeah, looking for. Oh, okay. So, do you have anything that I could take that would turn a lie that has been vocally told? into the truth just kind of in my own mind kind of pauses for a second and kind of like starts stroking his face he's kind of like got a permanent five o'clock shadow and he's as he's stroking his face you can see he's absolutely really fucking spindly tell me do you mean do you you mean, mean kind of stares off again Oh, yes, of course, of course, of course. Um, so, do you want it so it's the actual truth, or, or... Or... Let's say... Let's say I... I've told you that my skin colour is bright pink. Now, you can see it's not. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. But if I want to believe that my skin colour is bright pink... Do you have it anything will... I can take to make me believe that? But it'll still be per- it'll still be green, of course. Yes. Of course. Of course. Let me but think. Just so my mind believes. Let me think. Right. Just kind of starts walking away, like turns around. As he turns, to kind of like the kind of tattered old robe that he's wearing, kind of swishes. Um, it looks like it may have been dark red at one point, but it's kind of faded. It's like a a very faded light red. There's also an insignia on the back as he's looking around. But again, the insignia itself is very faded as well. Just kind of starts rummaging through everything. Yes, yes, yes. Changing one's memory. Changing one's memory. It's quite funny, you see. I don't know if you've noticed, but I just kind of trails off again. What was I doing? Oh yes, your potion. What was it again for? Do you, do you maybe think you could you could try and pull it together? Pull what together? Yourself. Oh. <laughs> oh, I did it again, didn't I? I forgot. Yes. It's the third time okay. now. Okay. Uh, third um, time? Is that it? I'm in a bit of a hurry with this one. Okay, okay. Um, I need I need a remedy which will make me believe something I have said which is not true. Hmm. Do you okay, remember the okay. skin we were just talking about? Kind of looks for a sec. 
think so, yes. I think you need something to mod... Yes, 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 yes. Modify your memory, yes. Yes, yes. 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 Kind of reaches like into this cabinet and starts just moving bottles around. Eventually, he just pulls one out, and it is a very small. It's less than about two hundred mil. It's kind of like a dark black liquid. But as he pushes, as he kind of like moves it towards you, you see that in the darkness, there's like flecks of purple and everything. Yes, yes, yes. I believe this potion of modify. Modify memory should do. As long as it happened within the last oh, 24 hours, and it's no longer than 10 minutes. Have you have you taken this yourself by any chance? No, 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 no. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. No, it no, needs, no, no. The duration needs to be no longer than 10 minutes. Yeah, so basically... Um, what, what would think of the thing that you need to change and change it basically drink this change it and as long as the actual event itself is only 10 minutes or less then it should work and how much for this how much how much how much uh... shall we say 250 gold Yes, yes, 250, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Alright, I'll take it. Just kind of rubs his hands together. Fantastic! I'll hand him over the gold. <laughs> he kind of like just takes the gold and hands you the potion in like one fell swoop. Wait, you, you, you asked if I if I took this potion, didn't you? Yes. No, 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 no. I, I know I don't look it, but I am very powerful with magic. Yes, 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 yes. And... I, it kind of backfired at one point. It hit my head. Hmm. Yeah, now I can't. can't. Yeah. Things just go. They come and they go. Yes. To sort of look a little bit... Suspiciously at him and just sort of... Put the violin and... Just turn him off. And walk out of the store. As you open the door, you can just hear him. Oh, I thought someone was in here before. Huh. Oh, I got gold. Yes. Um, An infuriating man. <laughs> you can head over to one of these if you want something to go to another store. That is completely fine. So, yeah, Rag, as you head out. Um, Gregor, where was you going? I was heading to the inn. All right, so, Ivok, what are you up to at this moment, then? Right. Okay. I want to come into the bottom district, number five. Yes. Like, if I'm going down the stairs, I want to walk uh, east towards the wall. Oh, okay. From the financial district, yeah? Yeah. But on the way, I want to see if there's any armourers. Like, just keep an eye out in passing. If there isn't any, I'll just keep walking. But if there's any armourers, I just want to pop in there on the way as well. At the financial district, there is no shops. Right, okay. No problem. Right. I want to go... Do you know that cliff 
on the north side of the district. Uh, can you just highlight it quickly on roll 24, oh. please? I oh. think I know where you mean. The wall here. Uh, yes, yeah. How high is that? Is it any higher than 50 foot? So, do you mean like the drop down from the stairs down to the res- uh, to the commercial area? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's only about a 20 to 30 foot drop. Right, okay, and seeing as I'm assuming I'm stood around here, yeah? Yes, you are just like literally around those um, stairs. Okay, so look at it east. I want to look right down the wall. Is there any better idea, actually? I want to walk all the way south and go actually onto the plant docks. Okay, so in order to do that then, you you kind of walk down the stone steps into the commercial area and you just follow the path all the way down um at this point in time it is around about half 12-ish i would say coming up to one o'clock in the afternoon um and it's still quite busy there so you're kind of like forcing your way through and whatnot um you head down the steps down to the wooden docks and you are now at the docks Right, okay. And can I walk right to the end towards the wall on the east side? Yeah, so kind of like at the boundary area. Yeah. Are there any guards on the wall or any security? Or what, what's it like around here? What am I seeing? Uh, roll me a perception check, please. Uh, oh. I've got advantage, have I? I've got inspiration. You can use that for inspiration if you wish, uh, for advantage if you wish. It's only a walk. It's once. Yeah, you can only use your point of inspiration once. I intended to because I wanted it to be good. Uh, inspiration. Sorry, what what check was this? Uh, it was perception. Uh, if you're looking around the wooden pier, like the the uh, the boundaries there. Okay, let's go to find it because it's weird in dark mode on our perception. We have the plus two, so it's a thirteen. So you can see right at the end of the docks. Um, so literally where the gate meets the actual board themselves, there is a. Relatively large building there. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of guards walking around outside it. Um, you can see there's no guard stations on the pier itself, like the, um, the little patrol stations that are dotted around elsewhere um, in town on the perimeter. But with the way that the guards are stood, you're not actually sure if that little building at the end is like a guardhouse or if that's just somewhere that they're congregating around as they're making their patrols up and down the port up and down the dock okay on the boards can i see any holes or loose panels or anything can i roll, try get underneath uh roll me another roll me an investigation check on this one Investigation will be acrobatics. Okay, now. 
so I have to keep highlighting each one just to oh, no, cool. find the thing. Intimidation, investigation, plus two, fifteen. Fifteen, okay. And you were looking for like loose, loose fence panels and stuff. Yeah, like floor, like boards, you know, to get underneath. As you're looking around, a guy kind of passes by and he stops and looks at you for a second, but then he just continues on. As you're looking around, you notice that at least two slats next to each other, whilst they're not like fully off, they do look a little loose. They look like so they could be moved, potentially. Like they could break quite easy, yeah? Yeah, yeah, at the very least, they look like you'd be able to break them. Okay. Great. I think I have a cunning plan. Uh, right. Okay. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do the rest later. Right. So I'm going to walk back to the tavern with a bit of a smug <laughs> to myself. Yeah. And on the way, can I see if I can find an armourer? In the market. Oh, is that the, on the top? Is that north? The only armorer that you know of is the one that is right at the bottom end of the commercial district, so like overlooking the pier. Oh, so it is here? Yeah, it, it, you've been there before. Oh, right, okay, yeah. It um, is where um, Zelnas Krinkosnoff is. Wait, <laughs> I didn't remember the name. Uh, roll me right. uh, a history check because you might already have something outstanding with him. Uh, is this my other hand axe? Might well Ooh. be. Because I did pick that up. Yes, but you also. Uh, wrong. <laughs> no, I history. did order another one, didn't I? Don't need. Uh, I was going to say if you figured that out, you don't need to roll history on that. Yeah, I did order another one. I yep. remember doing it because I remember I got one. And I was like, well, I need two because I got a dual wield. Um, actually, what was that history roll that you made? Uh, well, there's 19 with whatever my modifier is, uh, which is 21. Yeah, you remember about your hand axe, and you also remember that it is now ready to pick up. <laughs> I'll go it there. Is, I was going to say, it is, um, it is Wednesday. Yeah, uh, so picking up hand axe that I already ordered. Okay, so... Yeah, you kind of you you make your way back up the dock, just like dodging by various dock workers and employees and stuff. Um, you turn back around onto the couple of streets, and yeah, you you kind of suddenly remember, oh shit, I've got handbags I need to pick up. Mm-hmm. At the end, you you approach the little small hut, uh, the little like clear hut. And you see that there is still smoke billowing outside, uh, billowing from the roof. You open the door. And just like last time, kind of like a, a load of steam reaches out to greet you. Hello? Can I see anyone? Can I see him? <laughs> um, yeah, you can see Zalmas. He's kind of like just hunched over, just like you hear like tinging of metal on metal. Ah, oh, there you are, my favourite metal smith. Do you have my order ready? Just kind of like his... Whatever those things are, basically, where you kind of like press them together to release air into a stir type of thing to feed the flow that highest. 
yes, bellows. He's using a bellows to like intensify the flame a little bit. Stops, just turns around. Ah, it's you. Uh, you wanted the uh, hand axe, right? I did indeed, yes. I, I completely forgot, yeah. if you believe it or not. You could have uh, <laughs> ended up with a bit of free coin there. Ah, uh, well, I, you still, you only paid the deposit, dude, so I'd have still missed out on some. Well, yes. Yeah. But yes, I've, I've got your, I've got your hand notes. Uh, are your friends kind of ready to pick their stuff off yet, or do they need I have no idea what they're doing at the moment, to be honest. There's a, uh, yes, some quite, quite some stories have been happening in this past week, unfortunately. Just kind of like smile slightly. Oh, want to talk about it, or just want your hand axe? I'll just have my hand axe. It just kind of reaches down, clicks his hand, and kind of like captures it in the other hand, this hand axe, kind of like spins, and as he closes his hands you can see that his hands are still very much red. Kind of like hands it across to you, like ten gold please. Ten gold? Bargain. Some crying craftsmanship there as well it seems, uh, some ten gold. He's kind of... You, you think he smiles, it's a bit hard to tell because his face is kind of like flat and a little similar to a shark's. But um, when he smiles, his, his teeth are quite visible. He's kind of like, oh, pleasure's all mine, dude. And how is the other contract going, may I ask? The uh, immense order that you have. Oh, that one, yeah, it's still going. Don't still know go. if you can see it back there, but uh, I've got a lot of swords ready, but all the armour and stuff is still needing to be done. Yes, yeah, so I can imagine you're going to be quite wealthy at the end of this adventure, though, surely. Well, you'd think so, but the amount that my materials cost, and upkeep the place, and equipment, and whatnot, I'll still, yeah, I'll make a, I'll make a good amount of gold, but... Uh, Know how it is, dude. You don't ever make too much profit. No, I suppose not. But some any business is good business, hey? Oh, of course, yeah. It keeps me going at the very least, and keeps the little one going. Well, right. The, the little one? Oh, yeah. Well, she's not mine, but still. Hmm. Well, well, keep up the good work. I can see why you are so busy. It seems like a mighty fine axe. Uh, does it look like a good axe? <laughs> it looks like a mighty fine axe. Right, good. Uh, I'm just going to hold it. And that's well, like no additional points are on it. Yeah, you want to tune do anything. Nope, you didn't want anything extra, you just wanted a straight hand axe. It's still big tight. Alright, okay, I'll put it into the officers with the other one. So finally. Back to the two axes, and I will. Finally, I'm complete. Yeah. <laughs> right. I will see where my lizard friend is. Probably Tavin, I would assume. Kind of uh, open the door. Sorry, gone. Yeah, I'll just be a good day. Oh, uh, see you later, dude. Kind of open the door, and you just as it opens up, and you are back out onto the bright sunlight, and heading, I'm assuming, to the tavern. I am. Yes, I would like an hour's rest when I'm there. Or when I'm there, yeah. Okay, uh, as this has been happening then, we'll jump back to Gregor. Gregor, what have you been up to? Literally, 
well, I've only I've just literally had a nice slow walk from where the black market's supposed to be, the dark, yeah. dark area, should I say. And just gone all the way to the tavern. Just no stopping, just slow walk. Yeah, so you yeah, you're just kind of having a slow walk, you're contemplating everything, because yeah, there's there's been a couple of bombs dropped on you a little bit. You're starting to contemplate everything. Kind of open the door up and into the tavern. Uh, Crumbs cleaning the glass behind the counter. It doesn't see you immediately. I just got straight up into my road. Just yeah, he doesn't even notice you pass by. You just kind of like you open the door, kind of like almost head down, just stomping through. See Crumb cleaning his glass. Still stomping through, just going up the stairs, and you are now in your room. Lovely. I just sit on the bed, just head down, still trying to get my head like around this. Like, was Rag tell the truth? Was he was he lying? Was it all ad? Was it all? Is it Aja? Aja, yeah. Aja. Was it all Aja's like manipulating or something? And as I'm thinking about this, also my memories are clashing together in a way. Still, I'm still like a bit confused with that. Yeah, you still do have two sets of memories in your head. You know that one set is fake, mm. but you're not still 100% sure on which one. And unfortunately, yeah, as you are still trying to wrestle this and wrestle all the different thoughts, nothing becomes any clearer. I'm just going to think back to what um, Cyrix said to me. Yes. Uh, about um, somewhere there's someone that I've met before that could possibly help. Do you want to roll me a history check? See if you can remember. Oh god. Uh, da, 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 da. History. History is not my fault. Uh, so, 10. 10. Um, you're not immediately sure of what he means. Um, it could, you know, it's. It's Cyric, he's the, he's the god of tricks and lies, it could mean anything. You could have met someone, you might not have done. You might just be trying to drive a wedge in between the group. However, if he was telling the truth, you think there are a couple of people that you have met who know magic or who know different forms of magic. As, I, as I'm thinking about that, I think about... Um... Nezu'ud. 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 Okay. I thought it was just a bit strange to bump into him as we was out on our walk last time. And he had that little gerbil creature with him. Trying to trying to think of what it was. Takes you a couple of minutes, but you remember that Nezu said that she was a Mitchtin. Mitchtin. Lovely. I can just sit there for a minute, just thinking, maybe he can help. I think, and as soon as I think that, I just get straight off and just go out the door. Okay. You open the door and you kind of like just push out and through. And as you do, you pass um, Ivok, who is just headed back into the tavern. Nice. <laughs> Bring it all together. <laughs> Ivor, you don't like it. That's me. <laughs> Gregor! That's me! 
Gregor. Oh, oh. All right. All right, Hey, uh, private word, my friend. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel I need to discuss some things with you. Um, can can this wait? I was just, um, well, I'm just, I'm just handing out somewhere. Does it need to talk right now? Two minutes, and then you could be on your way. I would rather do it now when I know Ragnarok is not present. I just take a deep breath and it's like, yes, yes, fine. Okay. If you're like me, I'm sure you're very conflicted over the events that have happened recently. Honestly, honestly, I don't know what to believe at the moment. Precisely. Especially with my being as it is at the moment. Yes, indeed. And I wish you luck with that, my friend. I really do. But I just have to say where I stand. I have means, or at least when I get outside of this plastic crystal, to find out or get to the bottom of the truth of what happened here. And if I find out that one of our party members deceived us, lied behind our backs, and willingly murdered one person, and even if accidentally killed 27 people in the process, then that man is no longer part of the party. Agree. I agree if that's happened. But I don't think we should result to anything violent. Maybe not. The way I see it is, if you if you are talking about who I think you're talking about, Ashka, Rag. <laughs> I am talking about Rag. He is the only other member of our party, is he not? <laughs> not. But he's also saved us on a couple of occasions. So I don't think we can go straight to maybe killing him, if that's what you are. Tell that to the 27 families. Hmm. Iced. You got a good point there, but I don't think we should take it into our own hands. We should either hand him into the authorities, if he has done it, or not. You do what you feel is apt, but for me, he can no longer be a travelling companion of mine. I just feel I need to clear the air of the consequences of what may happen when we exceed the reach of that blasted crystal. If it turns out he's been lying to us, then... By all means, I think that's the greatest thing to do, because we can't have anyone in the party who lies to us. No. There must be trust between the three of us. We have to trust each other with our lives in the perilous situations we quite often find ourselves in. So more than the facts of those that have died, or the pure act of sheer murder, it is the fact that this is someone I could not trust my life with. Are you of an agreement? Yes, I'm in agreement. Very well. Well, hopefully, it does not pan out as such. I will bid you luck on whatever thing you are off to do. Uh, Would you like to join me, or are you all right? I must find a short rest. Do 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 you need help? Would you like company? Well, I wouldn't... Yes, I wouldn't mind some company, especially to help out with my memories. And since you're here, you're more than welcome. Fair enough. I suppose I should put it upon myself to help you with that matter. Okay, let us go. Okay, so Gregor Ivik has now joined the party. 
<laughs> I was about to split this up again, wasn't I? <laughs> As we're walking, I would just like to say, Gregor, about this contract that we have tonight, this evening, is there any chance I could persuade you into actually be getting involved? Because we probably could use, or at least definitely me, use your help in the dark area. Something, just something I don't trust about that Azure person. Indeed. But needs must as needs does, my friend. If it helps, I think I've got a plan that should make it pretty easy for us. I just take a bit, a big, just, just breathe out. I go, help me get my memories back, and I'll help you. Indeed. Can I tell what time it is, Tom? At this point in time, after heading back from the docks, running into Gregor and now heading towards, I'm assuming, the Crystal Tower. It is yeah. now around about 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Right, okay. Well, yes, we, we, have, to kill. we have about 8 hours before we must be at the mill. So, okay, do what you need to do. I will be of help if I can. Thanks very much. I, it means a lot, and I'll just carry on walking. Okay, so I'm guessing you guys are heading to the Crystal Tower then. Well, I've just followed him, so. So, Gregor, where are you heading? Uh, to the Crystal Tower. Yep. So it takes a couple of minutes as you pass through the commercial area, and yeah, it's towards the you know, it's the back end of midday. It's very busy there. You you kind of have to force your way through multiple crowds, but eventually you kind of like make your way past all the hubbub and everything and get through to the residential district. There's not that many people around here. There's like one or two kids running around, one or two like parents like following after them, but you make your way to the Crystal Tower quite quickly. The outer area, as before, looks like it's made out of the darkest black you've ever seen. Um, like there's barely any reflection or anything from the sun coming off of it. Um, the closer that you get in, the more that you're seeing once again. This this tower is semi-translucent and it's just made out of glass. Mm-hmm. You're now hey. at the base of the tower. Wonderful architecture, isn't it? It's the first time I've been here. I don't think I went in with uh, the Rack. That is correct. Gregor, this is your first time that you actually stood so close to the tower that you can see that it's made out of glass and it's slightly translucent. This is where the half-turtle lives? Yes. Is it him you wish to speak to, is it? Yes. As it would. And why do you feel this creature can help you? Well, do you remember the fight that I nearly lost, it turns out? That the first or the second one? <laughs> Gregor, you're drawing a very slight amount of blood as you're like biting your <laughs> I got the second one. Ah yes, yes. <laughs> I had um I had a vision. And guess guess who it was? It was Cyric. Oh that jester. What did he Basically want? Well from what he told me, he was just wondering how he could get in touch with us. Because it turns out he can't in this area. So, oh, really? 
So he's been struggling to find out what we're doing. So I just caught him up for what we're doing and we're getting on with our fleet. Destroying. So he said that's fine and he he gave me either some advice or I mean I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but he said that someone might be able to help cure my memories. Cyric said this. I don't, I don't know if I believe him or not, but if there's even a slimmer of hope of me getting my brain back into normal working, then I'm going to have to try it. And I think the most powerful person he, probably here may be Nezo. Indeed. Well, coming from a being such as Cyric, I would say you take anything he said as a lie, but... This Nesayud, he does seem to know his artifacts, or his magic, or his his whatnots. I mean, how can it hurt to ask, hey? Exactly, exactly. So, do you know how to get into this thing? I, uh, yes, I, it's a seamless door, if I seem to remember correctly, somehow. Uh, I'm going to feel the wall. Roll investigation, please. Uh, oh, 11, 12, 13. So yeah, you're kind of feeling around this uh, glass wall. It takes you a little bit of time. You're not able to immediately find the little grooves and stuff. But after a minute or so, you can find, yeah, these grooves where the door, door itself is. Although ah. it's completely flat on the door itself. It's just the grooves where the um, outline is. Ah, here we go. This would be the culprit. Uh, I can't remember how we got it. Push it. I'm going to push it. <laughs> Roll me a strength check, please. Religion. Oh, it must be that. Yeah, thirteen, five, six, seventeen. Yeah, you kind of you place both hands against the door, pull back so that it's kind of like chest level with you, and just in one solid swift motion, kind of like slam your hands against the door. It feels like the door itself kind of, the glass kind of rattles, but it doesn't actually open. Damn it! I've been in these walls before, I swear. My memory. Uh. Yeah, Gregor's kind of like, oh, your memory. Well, it is a door. Maybe try knock? Kind of a boom, boom. <laughs> as you knock on this door it takes a second then it kind of like doesn't open it kind of like swivels slightly so it kind of goes around the corner into the tower itself there's now a doorway into the crystal tower ah. always 
All ways are the best, eh? After <laughs> you. Yeah, I just go, yeah, I go straight. Okay, so from the entrance where you are, <laughs> um, you're now kind of like in a small little opening hall. There's a table in the corner with a small lantern illuminating the room. Excuse me. And to the left of that is what faintly looks to be the outline of another door. And to the right are some stairs. Though it's a little bit difficult for you to make out um, the stairs themselves because they're made of the same material and they're the same colour as the exterior and interior of the, t- of the tower itself. I just, I'm just going to shout out, Neziud! Your voice kind of echoes up the uh, up the tower itself. Nothing else happened, but echoing voice. Hmm. Where will he be then? Can we go up? Let's go up. Is there enough? Do I not? Do I notice the stairs? Run me a perception check, please. I mean, Ivic, you know the stairs are there because you've already been here. Oh yeah, yeah. Perception, perception. Plus it because he's in front of Nine. <laughs> You're kind of walking forward like, where the hell do we go? You swing your foot forward and you just kind of kick against one of the glass stairs that you don't see in front of you. Oh. Oh. So I just lift my leg onto it and just stand on it? <laughs> yeah, you are now kind of, it almost, I've it to you, it looks like Gregor's kind of like half floating because this black glass that he just suddenly stepped on. If it wasn't for the fact that you knew stairs are there, it would look like he's floating. Oh, it's an extremely strange building, this. Gregor, you realise that the steps are made of the exact same glass as everything else, and they're actually smooth, being glass. I'll just say, you're perfectly safe, my friend. I've been up here before. Last time he was at the peak of his tower, I believe. Well, you try go. going up, Gregor? Yeah, yeah. Roll me a dex check, please. God, of course. It's smooth glass and you're going up multiple stairs. It's a bit slippy. Uh, Dex. Yeah, dexterity, please. Uh, nine again. You get up two or three stairs and you just kind of slip. You, you, your foot slips so much that you kind of stumble down a couple of stairs. You kind of like, your feet are on the very edge of another stair kind of wobbling a little bit but you managed to just about keep your footing Pooh. be careful these steps are very slippery yeah I, I remember before Ivor are you going up them? Um, well yeah I'll, I'll follow it up yeah okay both of you roll me another dex check please look at that I'm a plus seven on Dex, so sixteen. Not rather well. What did you get, Gregor? Five. Five. You're not even quarter of the way up the stairs when you slip and kind of like you land on your back, slide down a little bit. Ivok, you see Gregor sliding down towards you, and you just kind of leapfrog over him. You catch him slightly on your foot as you do so, so you, you land but you stumble a little bit. You're lucky enough that when you stumble forward and fall forward, your hand catches from the stairs in front of you. You just bring yourself back up. 
Ivic, you're now in front of Gregor. Gregor, you've not fallen all the way down, but yeah, you're you're further behind Ivic now. <sighs> and then I get on, I get on all fours, and just as I'm going up, I'm grabbing each step as I go up. <laughs> okay. You must find some more stable feet there, uh, my friend. Slow and careful. Ivic, roll me another dex check, please. Yeah, I'm going to say slow and careful, looking all smug as well. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you want to fail that one. I oh, know, <laughs> but I got an 18. <laughs> yeah, you, so you look at him, and you're looking very smug, and you just continue just a light little jog up the stairs now. It's one I you want to see... fail then. <laughs> <laughs> you now see the door in front of you. Uh, it's not too far away, another couple of stairs. Uh, Gregor, I want you to roll me... Athletics, please. With advantage, because you're using your claws. You're climbing using your claws, basically. The 16... What was it again? Athletics? Mm-hmm. Uh, 20, not a natural. So yeah, you see Ivok is being very smug and he just kind of jogs up the stairs. You've got your claws out just <laughs> climbing up. Every yeah. so often, you kind of jam your hand in enough that the glass itself cracks ever so slightly. Oh, shit. Like barely, barely perceptible cracks, but you can feel, because it's your fingers, obviously, it's your nails, you can feel an ever so small crack happen. You are now both Ivic is still in front of you, but you're now within, like, viewing distance of the door. Ivic, one more dex check, please, and Gregor, one more... Leader! No, go on. No. One, one more athletics with advantage from you, please, Gregor. Fifteen. Okay, Gregor, what did you get, sorry? Athletics with advantage. Another one. Hello. Yes, please, last one. Oh, hey, no biter. That's a good girl. Uh, 19. What did you get, um, Ivok 15? Yeah. Okay. So, Ivok, you kind of... You see the door in front of you, and you kind of like, aha, yes, straight away, no problems this time. And on the last step, you kind of slip forward and kind of hit your face on the door. Not enough to cause any damage. <laughs> it's just kind of like an ever so slight stumble. I'm just going to turn around and see if Gregor saw it. Um, Gregor did not because at this point he's just kind of scrabbled up and he's now like literally right behind you. But he's been facing down, scrabbling up, focusing everything on climbing. Go on, Greg, you're making some work of that, aren't you? <laughs> Don't like these stairs just gripping onto the last ones. <laughs> Slowly lifting myself up. Just like a cat, basically, around water. I'm going to knock on the door. Let's go. Yo, Nessie! Door opens. And in front of you, you are now... So, Gregor, you've never been here, but I you have. You're now on the roof of the Crystal Tower. Surprisingly, it doesn't seem to be made completely of glass. The floor... So, the, the ceiling of the tower, but the floor that you're currently on is blackened glass like the rest. Mm. But in the very centre of the floor is a large golden cage 
and it holds an equally large, bright purple crystal. Okay. With the exception of the cage and the crystal, there's nothing else on this floor. Apart from the total form of Nezi Ood overlooking like a, the city, uh, the town on a balcony leading outwards. Ah, there he is. Just kind of takes a second, takes a couple of seconds to react, and you can see like the total hands kind of reach back, and he slowly turns around, and you are now face to face with the four hundred year old Nezeud. Ah, hello again. We meet once more today. We do. Yes, we do. How have you been? In the few hours before between seeing each other? Quite well, thank you, quite well. I've just set flesh off on another academic study. So that's I have nice. some time to myself. Oh, that's nice, that's nice. Um, I've got to ask a favour from you, as you. And what favour would that be, my dragonborn friend? Do you know anything about memories and fake memories colliding with each other? Kind of looks puzzled. I cannot say that I do, my boy, I'm afraid. Memories is not one that is often in tandem with the new mind crystals. Yeah, I've, I've got a bit of a situation at the moment. Um, basically, I've got two memories clashing in with each other. Would you know anyone that could help me with this? It takes a second, and his kind of flipper just kind of brushes up against his face, kind of leans his face into it. His head kind of almost recedes slightly back into his shell as he's thinking. As, as, it's, as, as a matter of fact, I, I do believe that I might have such a person. I believe you have met him before. Ah, yes. What's his name? Amrius Reap. You see, you see, I deal in the new mind crystals and their magics. And whilst that can be extensive, it is generally tied to the new mind crystal itself or the attributes of all crystals. However, Amrius, with his runes, has a much wider net to cast, as it were, in terms of the type of magic. Brilliant. That's brilliant. I just turned to Ivok. I think we need to go see Amrius Reap. Amrius Reap, yes. Um, indeed. Uh, Neseud. May I ask, do you know this crystal? Is it powerful enough to stop the influence of someone as powerful as a god? Just kind of lean, he kind of like, he doesn't lean forward, but his neck kind of just stretches out closer towards you. New mine crystals. Well, 
before the current pantheon rose to power, before these current pantheons used themselves as conduits for magic and magic essences, it was the Newman crystals that provided magic to these lands. So yes, I do believe that this purple pink Newman crystal would be powerful enough to at the very least, dampen the abilities of deities. Intriguing. Hmm. It's been, it's, and it'll be a rather productive day. Thank you. I am very glad to be of assistance towards both of you. Thank you very much. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Please take care. Will do. Oh, and we start, and I just exit out of uh, the room. Rag, you had exited um, Mega Sentia, uh, but I believe you wanted to head back around. Or head I back wanted into to head it. back in. Yeah. I just realised I've forgotten about something. Okay, yeah, so you pretty much... you. You don't even exit the actual cabin itself. You kind of open the door, you step out. And as you step out, you realise, oh, no, actually, there was yeah, there's something I wanted to do in there. Stand back on my heels. Yeah, just kind of spin on your heels. You're now back into Mega Saintia. Like before, there are those nice, comfy armchairs. Uh, there's the stuffs on the wall above the bookcases, and the bookcases are all filled with, uh, what, uh, with scrolls and books and uh, Robert Chesterlake is still just rummaging around playing around with stuff uh, you again just kind of turned oh yes 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 you, you uh, again yes yes I believe I, uh, I've, I've forgotten something oh chance it'd be a fine thing for me on that uh, yes what was it? Um, well, I'm a little bit exhausted today. I'm wondering if you have a potion. Um, a potion so I necessarily don't need to sleep. Maybe mm. skip a night's sleep and still, uh, still restore kind of, myself to, to full health. Kind of like, hmm. Uh, yes. Yes, I don't know if I have that, actually. <laughs> it's been a while since I... Yes, I'll have a look now for you. Thank you. And he just kind of, he opens the cabinets, and again, you can hear, like... As he's looking through. Oh, uh, hmm. This might actually help, actually. As he's kind of, like, looking around. He pulls out a, uh, another vial... This one is a fair bit bigger. It's almost, it's pretty much a bottle, just like a, a relatively largest shaped bottle. It's got crimson liquid on the inside. And as it, as he holds it out, you can see that it's pulsing ever so slightly with a dull light, similar to, um, similar to um, a heartbeat. Yes, this, 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 uh, Potion, potion, it's a potion. Uh, this potion of vitality should help. Yes. 
Um, and what does it do? Oh, this it um, well it 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 remo- it makes you less tired, makes you more vital, vitality, vitalized. That's the word. It makes you more revitalized. Um, in terms of game mechanics, it removes any exhaustion you're suffering, cures any disease or poison affecting you, and for the next twenty-four hours, you regain the maximum number of hit points for any hit die you spend. I'll take it. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> okay, that will be um, that. That will be kind of looks looks around on the counter, finds like this little book that's flipping through it. Ah, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Nine hundred and sixty gold, please. No, <laughs> I don't think that's what this is worth. Do you want to try and roll persuasion? Not yet. I want to see what his answer is. I I assure you, this is it. It removes any of your diseases, and it makes you fight. It makes you revitalized beyond all measure. It's worth every gold. Gold, yes, every gold. Perhaps you'd be interested in a swap. I'll pull out my um, oil of sharpness. Uh, okay. Very, very, very rare potion. Well, I mean, it's not a potion; it's an oil. But uh, it says potion, very rare. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, roll me a persuasion check, please. Ten. Uh, with disadvantage. Yes, with disadvantage, of course. Yes, thank you. Yeah, ten then. Just kind of takes it and looks at it. Looks at like this kind of gold sheen to the um, oil. Hmm. Just kind of swirls it around. Yes, this is this is the real. Kind of stares off. Tell you what, twenty gold and this oil, and it's yours. Yes, yes, that, that's a that's a good deal. Deal. Just kind of grins. <laughs> Thank you. Just hands over this bottle of, uh, well, this potion of vitality to you. I'll Takes... hand over the, the oil and 20 gold. Yep, so he just kind of pockets the gold straight away. I'll put this, in, I'll, I'll remember to put this in the books. In the books, yes. Huh. What, what was, he kind of holds it again. What was this again? Uh, this is Oil of Sharpness. Oil of sharpness. Oil Just kind of scrolls it in his book. And you see that he kind of writes a little symbol next to it and then just scratches the little symbol on the glass of the bottle before putting it into the cabinet. Uh, and do do I need to drink all of this or just some of it? Oh, you, you drink all of it. It's a one-use thing. If you don't drink all of it, it might not work. And this will work down here, won't it? Oh, yes, yes. You you should take it down here. Anything magical, potions, or magic, or potions, or magic, or potions, or... Um, Use luck on his face. I'm just going to drink the whole thing here, then. All right. Yeah, you drink the potion, and 
Within seconds, you feel like a warm light engulfing your body. All of the exhaustion from the night before of not sleeping well at all is gone completely. That um, removes my point of exhaustion, yeah. Yeah, your point of exhaustion is removed, and yet for the next 24 hours, so until around about 1pm in the afternoon on the Thursday, so you are currently on Wednesday still, um, until 1pm on Thursday, you regain the maximum number of hit points for any hit die you spend on a short rest. Why I need to keep it, not move it. So bear with me one second. So I'll add that and uh, click on it to use it as a charge. Got one charge. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll keep that on my person until it wears off and then I'll remove it. Yeah, so that wears off on 1 pm on Thursday, basically. You are no okay. longer exhausted. And my exhaustion point of exhaustion, so uh, that won't come back, will it? No, no, it's gone. It's re yeah. it's removed the exhaustion. Okay. Um, thank you. Now I have another another, another question. I don't know if uh, I perhaps should look elsewhere for this, but um, I have this little this little creature that accompanies me. Yes. yes. Do you remember? Do you remember the last thing you sold me? Well, the second to last thing you sold me. Kind of cocks his head. I told you something. Oh, you yes, 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 yeah. yes. Uh, um, um, modify memory, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, would this potion also work on creatures, fake creatures, any... Would it work on anything? Kind of pauses for a second. I mean, theoretically, yes. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't tell you for sure, but um, maybe. I've never tried it on another type of creatures. I. Uh, hmm. What about wiping? A scroll. Memory? A scroll. A scroll would work definitely. A scroll is more scroll? powerful than a potion. Yes. 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 A scroll. Oh, you just can't... A scroll of a scroll of what? Uh, it's the same thing of modified memory. It's just more powerful and would work. Yes, work, work. It would work. Hmm. What about potion of wiping memory? Not permanent memory, but let's hmm. say move a memory of, of a particular day or kind of once again he's scratching his like face there's a lot of like um a lot of wrinkle lines essentially no i i don't i oh i i i don't i don't believe i i have anything like that um but um um little things those little dragons cobalt um, uh that village on the outskirts somewhere near the desert. There's a little. There's a little cobalt there who likes those glowy blue mushrooms. Uh, Renarial mushrooms. That's the one. That's the one. Yes. 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 Um. They, 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 he'd probably be able to help, but it's a. It's a walk. Yes. It's a walk. Hmm. 
It's a long walk. Um, like I say, the the the, the, the um just hits his head slightly. The scroll, scroll would work. Yes. If Bimit? No response. Bimit's not with me. Bear with me, can I... It's only 30 feet. No. Alright, I'm gonna... I'm gonna leave that store and head. Over to Bala's Ruin. So you kind of make your way across the... The building itself looks really quite crude. Um, like I said before, like it's been pretty much carved straight out of the rock. Um, in front of it is a single torch, and it emanates a small amount of light coming from the torch, which in turn lights up a battered wooden sign that reads Balor's Ruin. Uh, I'll walk in. Yeah, you, you open the door then. And it opens into a very small room. Surprisingly, considering everything else is stonework, the furniture itself is wooden. Though they are completely covered in stones of varying sizes, as are all of the shelves in this shop. They are just completely lined with rocks, uh, flat rocks, basically. In the centre of the room is a small figure punched over a desk carving into a rock. As you approach him, the rock lights up and it sends out like a brilliant blue light into the entire room and it covers the room itself in a light blue hue. The glow fades and once more the room is plunged back into relative darkness. Um, anybody? Sorry, what was that? Anybody? The the small figure doesn't really respond. He's still just carving. I walk over to him. Doesn't pay you any mind at the moment. He's still just carving. Uh, I believe you have a customer. Just carves. I and who says that I get a customer? Well, I am the customer, so... Aye, and what do you want? This is a place for memory things, correct? Nay. This is a place for uh, runes and whatnot, you get me? You don't have to go everywhere for memory. This is just ruins. I've got you down here for memory. <laughs> what are these? You got me down wrong. These are ruins. Holds it up and you can see like etchings on the stone. Ruins or runes? Decides. Uh, just size. <sighs> runes. Runes. You know, magic. I just thought I just thought I heard you say ruins. That was all. <laughs> Butter him up. That's it. 
just kind of uh, gets back to carving into it. <laughs> what do you want? What? Tell me a little bit more about these runes. What do they do? It's kind of like, it's like a really hearty laugh and he kind of stands up, finishes like carving into it and it just emanates like a small light, almost like an orb of light, which is lighting up like the area in front of him. You see that you're looking at a dwarf just over four foot. So he's, he's almost half the size of you. He is well built. You could probably say stocky. Um, he has like really dark black hair. But strangely enough, there's some large streaks of bright red in there. Um, his hair is quite long and it's coming back into a plated ponytail that extends down his back. But the left side of his scalp is completely bald and covered in painful looking burns. Bottom of half of his face is completely obscured by a really short, bushy black beard. And his, uh, his face has very deep lines in it. Runes, uh, are there a way for you to uh, conduit magic, as it were? You got a rune, you carve into the uh, into this signage here. Picks up another rune with like a different symbol on it. Depending what you get, depends what it does. But you got to uh, carve the symbol right. Do you have anything f- against thought detections? What, like uh, telepathy? <laughs> Maybe. <coughs> Just pauses for a second. Kind of starts wondering and just kind of stomps up behind him to another desk, to another table that's more full of like different rooms. Picks one up, chucks it behind him, picks one up, nah, this is. Continues like just picking through. As he looks at one, he's like, yeah, this could do. Just turns, what do you need it for again? What do you want it to do? To stop anybody trying to read my thoughts. Hmm. Ah. This one's more useless than an Abelith and an orgy. Just chucks it behind him. Ah. Hmm. You know, I can't say I've got one to hand right now. But, uh, if you, if you'd want to wait a little while, I can get you, uh, uh, can get you one for a good price. I'd have to research it, of course. Take maybe a day. I don't have a day, unfortunately. I need it before this evening. Well, I'm sorry to uh, be the bearer of bad news for you, but I don't got anything like that. Not to hand, at least. All right. I guess that's it, then. Here, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Hmm. Um, I'll head over to the final store, then. You kind of like, yeah, you open the door and Catalyst. you just shut it. The door kind of like shuts behind you and yet yeah, you now head over 
to Catalusis. So as you approach Catalusis, you see that it is pretty much... Oh, damn it, I forgot to... Um, you see that it is pretty much a shack made out of um, just literal slats of rotten wood and stuff like that. The door, once again, like many of the others, just kind of like creaks open. As you're entering, you can see that basically it looks like a good gust of wind would blow this place over. Um, and above you, in just like really bad common, is the word Catalusis. You enter the shack and you're immediately hit by a foul odour, which it only lasts a couple of seconds before it passes. Even though the outside of the shop is very ramshackle, inside it looks like it's relatively well put together. There are two long tables which run down the length of the shop itself, and on each of them are various items, um, from boots all the way to stuff like lanterns, gloves, even like um, what looks to be a fishing rod. And at the end of the shack is another small table where there is a tall, thin, hairless, pale blue being who's just kind of stood behind it looking at you. And you can see as, you, as you're walking into the shop, you can see behind them look to be more trays holding bottles. Can I have a l- just a little browse before I approach it and see if there's anything in that's that I'm looking for? I don't want to waste my time. Okay. Do you know exactly what it is that you're looking for? Or is it just kind of like an idea? It's an idea. I want to... Um, beyond potions, I just want to have a look if there's anything practical. Any crystals, any... Yeah, I think let's have a look for some crystals. Investigate some crystals. Okay, roll me an investigation check then, please. Nine. Um, you're looking around, and you can see a couple of stones, but you're really not sure what they do. Uh, there's a couple. There's a bell on there, there's a couple of rings around. There's a blue sapphire gem. Um, there's a headband. Uh, you're not really sure what you're looking at, though. There's just like a lot of it looks like random, like precious stones, and others seem to be like um, different items of clothings. There's one or two small figurines as well, but nothing that immediately jumps out at you. This does it look to me like just a general store? Yeah, pretty much. It just looks like all the items are just like a random mishmash of different items around. Um, I'm going to leave it. Yeah, just like open the door, look in and just turn. Yeah. Um, the hairless it. being that was behind the counter doesn't even react as you just kind of... Look around, just like, eh, turn and walk off. I'm going to look at this potion that I've got. Yep. What is it called again? A Modify Memory Potion. I'm just going to look at it. There's a 
that's sort of a last resort thing. And just think about everything I was saying to Gregor and Ivor last night, uh, well, just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. Trying to remember it all. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I don't really know what's going on here. You're just like, what? Why are you watching she me? That really funny. Well, I can't say. <laughs> I'm say, remember, Ivok is not around you at the moment. Neither is Gregor. It's just you by yourself. Throw me off my game though. You are looking at the Persian and you are thinking about everything that you have said to Gregor and Ivok very recently, in the past hour or two. Pour on this potion. Pardon? Do I have any information on this potion? If you want to roll me an... I want to say Arcana straight away, but I will just double check. Yeah, if you want to roll me an Arcana check, you can. Otherwise... Arcana? Yes. It's You're basically trying to know about magic, so that would be an Arcana check. Eleven. You know there are potions out there that can change memories. Um, you're not really sure about potions that can change your own memory. Generally, it requires someone to use the potion and use that to shape someone else's memory. But you're not too sure on this potion itself. You just know there's potions out there that can do things. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm gonna think what, what I said earlier on to Yeah. You're still just holding yeah. the version basically looking at it while you're thinking about this. I'm also gonna think Um I'm gonna add to it if I can maybe. That Bimit didn't do it. Okay. Um, it was it was an accident and okay. an emphasis on an accidental lantern falling off the side of Murrug's room okay. really on that um, I'm going to drink the potion okay yeah, kind of like Uncork the potion just like with a oh, type of noise. The smell is quite rancid as this black and purple liquid. The smell from it kind of pervades your nostrils. Kind of close your eyes and just knock it back. Roll me a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage, please. Uh, 
two of the same rolls there. Four. You remember the end of Gregor's fight. You remember going into the locker rooms for the party. You remember leaving the locker rooms. And then you don't remember anything else until you were out of the arena itself when it was on fire. It's just a big gap. There's a 10 minute gap, pretty much. So from you entering the locker room after Shorduk, um after Shorduk left, to you exiting the arena itself when it was on fire, there is no memory. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. You. I was going to say you remember what you said to Gregor and Ivok, but you don't actually remember that incident happening at all. If that makes sense, you remember retelling it to them, but you don't tell remember them, the tell it, telling them what, what my version of the story. Yes, you remember telling them your version of the story, but you don't remember what actually happened. The incident and, itself was. Yeah, you don't remember the actual incident. That's all right. <laughs> I thought you were going to forget. You were telling us the story. Because <laughs> you said, I'm going to think about when I was telling him. <laughs> it was close. With that roll of four, it was very, very close. I had to I roll knew, something there. I knew drinking that potion was going to fuck up in some way. Uh, but the only thing that, that it told me about in the store was to think about... Um, yeah, the event you want to forget. No, he didn't say think about the event you want to forget, did he? I thought you said think about what you want the memory to be. Oh, yeah. But then you mentioned, you went straight on to, oh, when I was talking. I, I want to think about when I was tell, talking to Ivor and Gregor. And it's like, well, so that would, it would only change that memory then of you talking to us. <laughs> it wouldn't change Regardless. the memory of you doing the thing. Regardless, right? Yeah, you can't remember the incident it's told. Yeah. But yeah. You I just wanted to believe what yeah. I was telling you. Yeah. But you rephrased it so it actually made sense. I was like, oh, because <laughs> I was here just going, rephrase that because you're just going to forget that you told <laughs> us a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Rug, what are you doing now? Um, sorted my exhaustion out. I've sorted that that potion. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. back up yeah. and out of the dark area. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to do it, but if I can do it, where I can take a peek outside first. No. no. Then I will. So... No. So yeah, you leave the you leave the dark area entrance itself and make the long trek upstairs, up the stairs. Um, kind of place your hand against the edge of the statue with the ring on it, 
your hand passes through. Um, how how do you try and check if anyone's around? Um, I'm still inside the statue at this point. Yes, yeah, you're still in that can, like little room in the statue. Can I just sort of like just dash my head out and back in? You can, and the way is clear. There's no one there at the moment. Right, I'll come out then. Yeah, you kind of just hop straight out, and at this, we will go to Gregor and Ivok. Now that you are back in the financial district, right? Mm. So, Ivok and Gregor, you had just visited Nezeud at the Crystal Tower, and you have now made your way back down safely. Oh. Where are you off to now? Cool. Uh, do we know where he lives, Reap? Well, Amrius Reap. Doesn't he have a reap manner? He does, but I'm guessing it's that big one in the corner in the in number three. Oh, the map. <laughs> I I I can't say anything. I'm afraid, guys. You've got to. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, if in doubt, uh, just what ask. About? We'll ask. Is there any? Um, pedestrians nearby. So yeah, as you're now making your way around the residential area, there are one or two people walking around. Okay, nearest person, I'm just going to be... Excuse me! This um, relatively young woman. Uh, looks like she's just carrying some water around. Hello, Hello. again. Yes, what can, I, what can I do for you? I'm, I'm very busy right now. Oh, I, I won't keep you. I just wondered, would you know where we'd find a gentleman known as Anvius Reap? Oh, at this point of the day, um, hmm, just kind of looks at the, uh, at the sky. He might be at the tavern. Oh, the tavern? He, yes, yes, he, he quite often likes to have a, a small tipple after his morning research. Brilliant. No. Fantastic. Good day. <laughs> Good day to you, too. Uh, yeah, at this point in time, it is around about half past one. Well, looks like we're off to head into our favourite place. Yeah, let's go. This was, I was going to say, if this was a TV show, it's certainly not to save money. Some <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, it takes... Yeah, we're going to go to Tavern then, I think. Takes you another couple of minutes again to get through the commercial area. Um, I, just, I just turned to Ivok. Um, have you? Do I notice the back of the, his uh, another axe on his back? Roll me perception, please. I believe that is fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, you notice that there's another axe on his back. Did it's a bit hard to tell. Uh, a bit hard to miss. Sorry. Sorry, you cut out there, Joe. I think. Oh, sorry. Um, Ivan, have you, did you pick up your axe? I certainly did, yes. I was pondering around the area to try and come up with a plan for this thing tonight, which I would be rather eager to find out if you are going to partake in that with us. Yes, we'll see, we'll see after we've sorted out my memories. Uh, hopefully, uh, Amius Root will give me some pointers. Indeed. Hopefully. Okay, well, yes, we'll we'll tackle that problem first, then, yes. All right. 
So I just keep keep on walking to the tavern. Okay, yeah, so it takes you a minute or two. Um, but then you find yourself right outside the door of the baneful squid. You can hear a, a couple of noises from the inside. Not exactly like a commotion, but there's a few people in, in the tavern itself. Yeah, just why I just walk in. Door kind of like just opens quite easily. And you are met with um probably around about ten or so people overall in the tavern itself. Mm. Um there's a couple sat at tables, there's one or two just like leaning against the wall. You see um Crumb kind of like stepping away from the bar, walking into the back room. But you also see Excuse me. Um, you also see Amrius Reed kind of like just sat in one of the chairs, um, one of the only kind of like padded chairs in the corner near the fire, just drinking from a small glass. Right. I, I see. I see him there, Mike. Uh-huh. And, uh, we just. I just walked towards him. Amrius Reed. And he looks up. Good, good afternoon, Gregor. It's fairly well good to see you once more. We're not due to meet until tomorrow, I believe. Yes, I believe so. Well, we've had a chat with your, uh, your son. And he said that... Uh, well, oh, sure, yes. Yeah, he said that it might be postponed a day or two. Yes, yes, ghastly business. Is that, of course, of course. But, uh, you see, we, we understand that there is a... Uh, new requirements in the expedition. Uh, I, I believe that uh, if you're being accepted onto the expedition, Ebchar will have told you the, uh, the nitty-gritty, as it were, and that we are now to be travelling to Meadow Peaks and go to the Mithril Mines within there. So, of course, we have to, uh, we have to change our inventory slightly, of course. which is fairly well, fairly well, that shame. However, it is only a day's delay, so I am sure that that will not be too much of a problem towards you. Yeah. I'll be prepared by then. Um, I've got good. a bit of a bit of a favour to ask. Kind of like, kind of like, um, straightens up in the chair, and yeah, just kind of strokes his like band, like white band, like beard, just like, oh, what, what favour would that be, my dear boy? Do you know anything about altered memories? Uh, I do believe that I have come across them once or t- twice in my travels. What exactly is uh, what exactly is troubling you in terms of memories, my boy? Well, I seem to have two memories clashing together in my mind. One I, I must know is fake, but I don't know which is which. That makes sense. Mm. That sounds like the confl- conflagration of a deity to me. It was actually caused by a manurial. Numarial, my friend. Numarial. Re 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 re
You've had a run-in with a runario mushroom, you were Runario. Yes, yes. Yes, I look. It is a runario mushroom. A munario mushroom. That's what I said. Something quite different, my boy. Quite I, different indeed. <laughs> I know that's what I Honestly, said. Honestly, imagine if you ate a Renario mushroom instead of a Munario mushroom. Instead of having a very well good meal, you would have a bout of forgetfulness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happened. And um, my friend here tried to restore my memories, but somehow they got altered. Amrius now looks at Ayurak and kind of squints his eye slightly, like, um, yeah, just kind of his his monocle. It's kind of like one eye squints and the other kind of squints behind the monocle. <laughs> Are you not meant to be their leader, Ayurak? How, how have you allowed one of your own team members that is under your own responsibility? To not only lose his memory, but also have two sets of memories. Like these icy blue eyes just piercing at you at this point. Let's I, I just not had I let's, smile the time. <laughs> let's not judge. Let <coughs> me be judged yourself, my friend. Oh, I am not judging, my dear boy. I am merely asking the question how did you let's this happen. We are, of course, as, in... as you know, there are many powers out there that be are extremely powerful and dangerous. And let me assure you, the past is uneffable. If we did something else, the outcome may have been far worse. No doubt, no doubt, Stormbird Evolvers. However, you misinterpret my uh, my questioning. This is less as a uh, blame game as it were I wish to know the details of how it happened so that I may uh, I may offer some kind of assistance potentially after all we cannot allow one to join our expedition if they have maladies of the brain can we no oh, yes I understand I apologize it is of a complicated affair. Our friend here accidentally had one of these minarials, minarial mushrooms. Just leans forward again, just takes a really slow sip of his whiskey. Runarial um, mushroom, my dear, but what were runarial? Exactly as I said. And it start, distorted his memory somewhat. And, as the powers would be, we had a chance to rectify as our dear fellow here unfortunately could not remember a single jot so that's we... all very well and good but what what pray tell was this very well mysterious method of which you speak well it, it, it ended up being a form of quest that me and our companion rag Nurok, had to go through oh, yes, and it, it was a series of quests yes that one it was a series of quests um, many challenges, a lot of riddles. It was a very complicated affair, and I think in general we did quite well because we did manage to restore his memories. But it seems that not quite as we hoped. My dear boy, you are still skirting around the question. 
I'm not providing enough details. You are saying that you went on a quest with Rizzles, as that were, which is all very well good. Very well and good indeed. However, if I am to undo the mistakes that you may or may not have made along the way, I require full knowledge of what these mistakes are, what they were based upon, you see. You see, memory is a very tricky and fine habit. We had... Yes, we had to replay events in the past exactly as they occurred. Hmm. I do not believe I have heard of this kind of therapy before. Or this kind of magics. Yes, it was a very unorthodox one, I believe. I believe it was from a very powerful deity that gave us this opportunity. One such as Cyric? Just raises the other eyebrow, so it's kind of like... Ah. Yes. Well, yes, that would make complete sense as to why it did not work as you anticipated it to work. Because if you are dealing with a god of tricks and lies, one must always be prepared for tricks and I, lies. It's not by choice, I can assure you. I imagine not, I imagine not. Very well, very well. Uh, if you would like to remain in this residence for the next hour or so, I will retire back to my abode and see if I have any uh, artifacts or runes which may be able to help him with this malady. What a fortuitous event. This shall be the time for my short rest, I believe. Are you pretty much telling your future employer? Yeah, I'm going to go for an hour nap. At <laughs> 1.30 in the afternoon. Yes, uh, an, an adventure is not an adventure if he's not well rested. That's fairly well true, however, I hope that this will not be a recurring theme within our expedition, you see. We cannot be all taking naps during the day. We are not babies. I feel like this guy is going to be irritating me. <laughs> that was meta. Um, let like, me let me just make something clear. When the time is right, we deliver what we need to do, as promised. Believe me, we are rather capable. I very much hope so, my dear boy. After all, you are bound by contract now as adventurers, as, what was it again? The Solomonari. And of course, if you run an egg on your deal, well... Well, I suppose it depends on the circumstances, but the best case scenario on reneging on one's deal of contract of adventuring standards is for your reputation to be tarnished beyond all recognition. And we do not want that now, do we? Indeed, no we don't. So be rest assured that we'll endeavour to make that not happen. See that it does not, my dear boy. After all, it is not my reputation that is on the line here. Indeed. And as I say, I am off for a short rest. Good day. Good day. <laughs> and I'm going to walk away, gritting my teeth. <laughs> kind of looks up to Gregor. He is a very weird man, is that one? <laughs> Just 
got my head. Seems to have a lot of anger inside of him, which is, well, not very well hidden, but hidden nonetheless. <laughs> well, he means well. He just tired. I have no doubt. As as for me, myself, I must take my leave of absence now to attempt to find this artifact and or ruin that may or may not help recover your memory. That's very kind of you. Thank you for doing this for me. Uh, the pleasure as well. I, I, it would be alive. I told you that the pleasure is all mine, however, as a... Uh, seasoned adventurer, archaeologist, employer, employee, and many things in between. It would not do very well for one of my members of my work group to fall ill because they have conflicting memories. That's a very kind view. And can you keep this between you, me, and I look? Very well, very well. You have my word that my lips are sealed on this matter, unless, of course, it becomes pertinent to the safety of members in the expedition. Of course, at that point in time, the safety of the group overweighs the need for secrecy on this matter. Of course, of course. Well, I'll let you get on your way anyway. Have a good day. And you too. I shall return here within the hour. Just kind of plants his hands on his like knee, his hands up, and within being sat and like lower than you when he sat up, sat down, you kind of forgot for a while that he's actually taller than you. It's like seven foot four. Stands up, this giant like great tiefling. I will see you within the hour, my dear boy. Thank you. I'll be here waiting. And with that. Amrius Reap has left the Bainful Squid. Ivor, you are having a short rest of the week. Yeah, well, I was was just going to, you know, meditate for an hour, like in my room or whatever. That's fair. Uh, Gregor, are you doing anything during this hour that Ivor is resting and that you're waiting? As I remember, Ivor's, I think, ooh, better better collect my uh, goods. Gregor, you're walking down the road towards the um, towards the blacksmith, towards, um, and as you do, uh, Rag just kind of catches up to you. Okay. Ah, Gregor. You alright, Rag? Where do be? Been to clear my head. Tell like his life. <laughs> If you want to roll an insight, <laughs> you can roll an insight. Oh, I need to roll deception then. If you're trying to, yeah, actually, yeah. If you're rolling, if you're lying to him, if you're specifically lying to him, deception versus insight. Although you quite literally was clear with your head. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Roll deception with advantage because you're technically not lying here. <laughs> you are, but you're not. Uh, Twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-one. <laughs> oh, he definitely went to clear his head, Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, alright then, fair enough. And I'll just carry on walking. 
So yeah, you guys are now kind of pretty much walking in silence then down to Salmas Crinklesnuffs, uh, the blacksmiths. You reach the kind of like the hut, and like before with Ivok, there is a lot of kind of like steam and smoke exiting the building from like a little chimney. Alright, I just walk in. Door creaks open, just like various like. You could just hear like tink, 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 tink. I'll quickly speed past Gregor and straight to the front. Yep, you are now at the front, and you can still hear like this tink, tink, as you see a hammer just kind of like being slammed onto some molten metal. I've come to pick up my chest plate, and I believe I owe you, uh, what was it, 300 gold. Just takes a second, just uh, arm up. Uh, which one was you again, dude? Just kind of like looking behind him at you. It's Rag. Oh, I did half orc, dude. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, uh, yeah, of course. Just kind of finishes tinking for a sec. I'll be with you in uh, two seconds, dude. Is that cool? Yeah. Just continues tinking away for a second or two. Just chucks the uh, chucks the hammer down, and kind of like walks towards the back. He pulls out some armor, that uh, a chest plate. It looks like leather, but it looks like padded leather. I believe uh, you wanted the uh, best that I could do. Uh, at least with the materials I've got. Well, yeah, this uh, this padded armor will well it'll protect you quite well. It'll protect you very well, in fact. In fact, it'll give you a plus two to your AC. I like. I'll take it, hand over 300 gold. So you kind of just like go into your bag and just 300 gold in his hand. Wait, here's your uh, here's your padded armor, dude. It gives you plus two to your AC. It weighs eight pounds. And if you want to be stealthy, it gives you disadvantage. Because as he's doing that, can I walk up to the, the blacksmith? Yeah. So he's, he's back to tinkering a little bit. Like, have you got something for me? Looks behind. Oh, yeah, you that was the dude. You wanted the uh, that little hilt thing, didn't you? You wanted some spikes on it and a little blade. Yes, yes, if you can do that. Just kind of waves his finger. Yeah, I got that, I got that. Kind of reaches into a bucket and pulls out your sunblade. Now where the kind of like guard wraps around are three little spikes. Hmm? And on the very hilt is a small it almost looks like just like a decoration or kind of like blade. But from the looks of it you could probably stab someone. Right. So now with this you can um you can either if you if you don't wish to activate your sunblade you can use either the spikes or the blade itself. Um, the blade uses your dex modifier in attack. 
I've seen is it's technically finesse. This also this is definitely like a custom item. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, what was it? Use Dex. Use Dex because it's a finesse item. Dex. Yeah. Uh, on a success, roll one d four. One D four. Yeah. One D four. Like I say, it's only a small little knife. Uh, the knuckle dusters themselves. Um, roll. Um, add your strength modifier. So pretty much just your normal hit modifier. And on success, uh, it is equal to your unarmed damage. Plus two. Roll strength. Uh, and what was it? Um, so on a hit, damage is equal to your strength modifier. Plus two. I believe you'd already uh, paid for that in the materials, dude, and the extra silver. Yes, of course. Thank you very much, Matt. No problem, no problem. It was, uh, it was a pleasure doing business with you both. I was uh, drifting off. Putting it on. Kind of, just kind of looks <coughs> well, right? Yeah, it's alright. I'll meet you outside, outside Rag. Just kind of narrows his, like... Dark black eyes at you. It's more than alright, it's a perfect fit. I know I made it. Well, then I trust you. Fastening the side gifts. As you should, as you should, after all. Dude, the entire army trusts in me. I'm fairly sure that this will do what you need it to. Alright, well then, thank you. Just kind of nods and then gets back to tinkering away. Just lets you get changes as and how you need to. Uh, with that, I'll rush past Grego again and straight out of the Batsmith and head over to Baneful Squid. Okay. Um, Grego, are you following him then as well back to the Baneful yeah. Squid? So, yeah, at this point in time, it's about two o'clock ish. Uh, Rag, are you wanting to do anything particular in the Baneful Squid? Because at this point, Ivor is still having his hours rest until half past two. Uh, I don't think I need to rest up. My slots are all good. No, okay. uh, I'm I'm good to go. So okay, in which case, then you both you both just kind of like sit in the baneful squid the next fifty or so minutes, waiting for um, Amrius Reap to return. Well, it's just. Reap, I was going to say, uh, Rag's just in the room with you, I'm guessing, then. After uh, just shy of an hour, Amrius makes its way back in. It's kind of opens the door, you hear it just like a... You see the very tall grey form of Amrius just looking around, and he spots you, Gregor, 
he just kind of smiles slightly and kind of like tips his head and gestures like towards the bar. Yep, okay, I just head towards the bar. I'll be back in a minute, Greg. <laughs> Nothing. Alright, fair <laughs> enough. Frag just doesn't even respond to that. He's just like, alright, fine, whatever. Take the shit. Um, Amrius kind of like greets you and just kind of like walks you to the bar. I do believe, my dear boy, that I was able to find a rune that may work for you. It That's is brilliant. a... Yes, yes, very well. Very much so it is. It is a very rare one and it's not one that you would be able to find in many shops it's the one I developed myself you'll see. Hmm? Oh, okay. Well after hearing about how about how that kobolds in uh, in Beggar's Hollow is tried to experiment with the Renaro mushrooms it I thought it'd be prudent of me to develop an antidote as such. And this just kind of holds this um, flat stone out. Mm. I believe that this is the antidote. Of course, I have not managed to test it myself yet. I have not had any memory issues. However, I am willing to allow you to try it for free and rid yourself of your memory problems. As long as you are happy being essentially a test subject on this one. Well, whatever gets my memories back, even at the smallest hope. Very well, very well. Just hands you over this um, the, this kind of like flat rock, and it's got a symbol kind of like in the shape of like a backwards D, but the line from the horizontal line stretches further down, and where the kind of points where they intersect, they also just kind of stretch across. Okay. Now tell me, my dear Grigor, have you ever had to use a rune before? I believe I've not. Very well, very well. It is a... Uh, uh, people believe that runic magic is in itself quite difficult, but those people do not truly understand the simplicity of it, and they are confusing themselves with the development of runic magic. Casting runic magic itself is quite simple. You say all you have to do just kind of pulls out a blank stone. On this stone would be a symbol. You just carve into the symbol and then crush the rock. And the magic will be released henceforth. I just look at it and it's like, do you want me to crush this rock? Yes, yes. It sounds like quite the ordeal, I understand. However, carving the symbol releases the seal, the magical seal. And once released, it changes the structure of the rune itself, allowing it to be crushed quite easily. I just start, like, tensing up my hat. Tends up my hand and I just try and crush it. <laughs> Spray his hand before. <laughs> Roll me a strength check, please. <laughs> As is just kind of looking at you, just kind of like solo sipping his whiskey, looking at you trying to crush this room. 18. You straighten a lot and you can feel it kind of like crack a little bit. But 
before it can fully crack, um, Amarius just kind of like places a hand on the rune itself. My dear boy, you have not inscribed the symbol using a dagger. And may I remind you, we are in Salt Harbor with a new mine crystal that negates all magical abilities. And seeing as your little dragon friend is currently occupying my so well, my sole spare black new mine crystal, there's no way to negate the negation. I just stop squeezing and I just go, I'm sorry, I got a bit ahead of myself. You I did just, indeed. I just if want you, these memories to be over. Well, if you wish to test this rune, I would suggest doing it in the outskirts of the city where the new mine crystal's influence holds no sway. I'll do that for Very well, very well. Uh, the only, uh, as I say, the only kind of payment that I require for this is to uh, to get a report, as it were, from yourself after use of the rune to allow me to ascertain as to whether or not it would be successful as an antidote against Teeks, I believe his name was. His memory loss potions. I will do. I will do. I'll let you know. Very well, very well. Kind of like chugs his whiskey back. Just like looks across. Crumb, as always, it has been a bally good pleasure. However, I must take my leave and retire back to my abode. Crumb you He just kind of like tips his head and your tour. You just hear as he's about to exit, Crumb just like, Alright, bye. <laughs> Get back safe. A nice man, Amrius. A little bit paunchy. A little bit oity toity, but he's nice enough. He seems it. He's big enough. Oi. Oi. Anyway, from the sound of it, you've got a stone to crush. Not very well. I'll have to do it outside of um, the harbour. Oi. Rooms such as that, well, wounds in general. They're very rare around these areas. They don't just go crushing them willy-nilly. I got a bit of a head of myself, I think. You did. You did. Anyway, well, you've got to get back to my job. Just start polishing glasses again. Yeah, can I have a beer? While I'm waiting. It'll be two gold. Right, two gold onto the table. Just kind of like, pause a drink, just beer straight to you. There you go. Thank you. I believe you monk friend is still sleeping or resting or meditating or whatever a monk does to make himself feel better. <laughs> However, you're uh, riding the rock over there. Don't know what he's doing. He ain't ordered a drink since he's been in here. He's just been sat staring. I tell you what, get me to get me another beer. There'll be another two gold. The, the door. Another two gold. What's that, Syrak? I'm just stood at the door. I'm sort of ready. Ready to go, ready to leave. Yeah, Gregor, as you turn around with two beers in your hands, yeah, you see Rags just pretty much by the doorway. Clink them together. Clink, clink. Catches a bit of my attention. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, beer, right? <laughs> is that is that free, Gregor? I just I just hand you one. Yeah, Rag, you now have an, you now have a like a plug-in of beer. Uh, Blackwood backwards. D. Uh, what time are we? Are we departing? I'm not sure. I'm waiting for uh, Isaac to wake up. Well, I've got. Is he? Is he upstairs? I, I just showed him the rock. What's that? This could probably get my memories back. Ah, good for you, Gregor. That's what I've been occupied with pretty much most this afternoon. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you haven't tried. Let's have a look at that. Hmm? Let's have a look. You haven't tried to use that in here, have you? I got a bit excited, and I tried to crush it in here, but uh, I was pointed out by Amorous that probably not a good idea. Yeah, it won't work in here. Yes. Oh well. And um, I'll guess I'll go get Ivor then. Alright, fair enough. So yeah, I just Come say, bearing in mind, guys, that at this point in time in the day, it's about half past two in the afternoon. Um, you can't actually start your job until between nine and ten. It's a little bit early, isn't it, Gregor? <laughs> um, okay, then. Well, I'll quickly run up to uh, to my room, see if I can find see Bennett. Uh, do you open the door? Yeah, you no. see that there's nothing in there at the moment. Should I Bimit? No response. Bimit! Still no response. Open the tavern door. Bimit! No response. I'm just gonna go up to my room and just have a short rest. Well, probably until you're ready to do the... Okay, if you, if you want to roll your hit die then to recover any health if you need to recover health. You lost our dragon. <laughs> I didn't lose him. He was with you last. He wasn't, he was with all of us last. Well, yeah, I know, don't say he's all of ours now. You blamed him. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's gone, you've lost him. He came, he, he came in with Greg. Hang on, what was that, sorry, Gregor? How do you re uh, what do I re-roll to uh, recover health again? So that'll be your hit die. Uh, it should be on your character sheet what your hit die is and how many hit die you have. Um, spells, features, and traits. Uh, JB, do you know where the hit die is on D and D Beyond? The hit dice? What do you mean? To recover your health and a short rest. I just put short rest. Ah. So automatically, by here, the hit dice was all. Yes. Uh, so 1d8 plus 1. Yes, yeah, so just, okay. just click take short rest. It'll be 5, right? Because he's level 5, see? He's got a 5 hit die. So you can use up to 5d8 each plus 1. You're not taking a long rest. Yeah, but my health hasn't gone off. It hasn't. No. no, yeah, I just rolled on... Was it? I just rolled, I just rolled and then typed it in. But your health doesn't go up on a short rest. It can right. do if you use your hit die. It doesn't on D and D Beyond for some reason. So I just rolled and then put it in manually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was going to say so on a long rest, your health automatically goes back to maximum. Your spell slots, abilities, all that kind of jazz. 
on short rests, normally you can only recover health using your hit die, and I don't know about abilities and stuff, it differs from class to class. Two. Hmm? 1d8 plus 2. And it says 1d8 plus 1. Did you get a 1? Yeah. <laughs> wow, remember, if you're level 5, you've got 5 hit die. Was it 5? Yes, it's one hit die per level, if I remember correctly. Okay, I'll do it I've just read it in the book. Oh, well, there we go, yeah, I'm fully healed now. Okay, in which case then, um, it is now around about quarter nine-ish. Night has fallen on, um, on Salt Harbour. Very quiet in the tavern at this point. Oh, I was going to back up there for a sec. Okay, let's reverse back a little bit. Um, I, I just wanted to. I'm still in my room, so I wanted to. No, I'm back. That was no. I'll go up to my room. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take all of the gold. Close the door and take all the gold out of my bag of holding. Okay, it kind of makes a very loud. Is it empties out onto your bed? Um, have I got some drawers in there? You've got a couple, yeah. You've got a wardrobe and you've got some cabinets. Um, I'll just turn around and... That bucket that's on the floor near the door. Yeah. Um, still I'll... kind of... The, the, the floor is kind of damp still from where the bucket fell. So look at that. It wasn't there when you left. No. Somebody's been in my room. I'll grab the bucket, put the gold in the bucket. The gold doesn't fit in the bucket. You've got 50,000 gold pieces. I've got... Um, 37,570 gold pieces. Okay, you've got 37,000 something 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 pieces. It doesn't fit in the bucket. So I'll... Um, I'll take my bedroll out of my backpack then, um, and I'll spread it across there, and I'll just roll it up on top of my bed. It's very large and very bulky, because again, it's 50,000 gold. Do you empty it on top of it, or inside the sleeping bag? I just want to... I'll just put it under my sheets then. <laughs> Your sheets are very bulky. There's like a literal mound of gold underneath your sheets. Do you know how much 37,000 gold coins looks like? It's 37,000. It's a lot. Like a lot, a lot. The bed creaks slightly as you empty it all onto it. Um... Yeah, well, I'm going to have to put it... God! I'm just going to keep it in the bag of holding. <laughs> okay, you empty it all back into the bag of holding. It takes you a good five minutes as you're putting all of this back into the bag of holding. And it is now ten to nine. Ten to nine. Yeah, I'll head downstairs. Ivan and Gregor, where are you at this point in time? Knowing what time it is. Well, yeah. I'm definitely ready to get to the mill. <laughs> so yeah, Ivok is just kind of like stood by the doorway waiting. 
Gregor, where are you? Um, yeah, I was in my room, but then I come downstairs. So yeah, you, Gregor and Rag come down around about the same time-ish. Um, yeah, Ibert, you're just kind of, you're still just waiting for them. You ready, Ivor? Ragnarok. Should we go? Yes. <laughs> uh, I would like to go to the mill myself straight there. But I'd like to discuss plans when we get outside the border. Or the walls. <laughs> okay, right. so... Uh, let me just try oh, and find... No, it's... Um, Gregor, come in with us. <laughs> I believe. Oh, wait, no, this isn't something a DM to say. You're speaking in character, sorry. You're speaking to me now? Yes, oh. sorry. Is Gregor joining us? Yes, I'll be joining you since you tried to help me out and tried to get my memories back. Fantastic. We're glad to have you aboard. I was going to say, I just, sh I just show um, Ivok the rock. That's yeah, nice. you are now showing a rock to Ivok. That is a nice rock. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this will get my memories back. Oh, from that gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Amusery Pierce. Oh yes, that's that that guy. Yeah, that's a delightful fellow. <laughs> yes, and speaking of which, remember, for some reason he thinks I'm in charge of you a lot, so let's try and make things good tonight, yeah? As in, not get caught. Of course, of course. Agreed. I'll do my best. Uh, I'm going to stick my hat on. The one that I got from uh, Lindsay's bag of holding. Okay, yes. So it was in the shape of a trollbit. So now you have a trollbit helm. In the description it says, ask Atom about magic. No, that'll be like Tom about magic, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> you say, who the hell's Atom? <laughs> Ask the atoms. <laughs> it's still in a trilby form at the moment, and you guys, I'm assuming, are now heading out into Salt Harbor itself? Yes. Uh, when there's no one around, I would like to discuss an idea that I've got. Okay. Um, you guys all step out then. You are now in the commercial area at night. Ooh. Oh, the night version. So yeah, you are currently around about here. So you're down in the commercial area. There are quite a few guards roaming around in the commercial area itself, but no more than usual. The market, the marketplace itself, is still quite well lit. There's a, there's still a relatively steady stream of people. And yeah, in the residential area, you can see the large crystal tower just emanating that bright, whitey, purple light. We need to get to the mill, don't we? You do. Yeah. It's just outside of the city. Yeah, so can we? are we going there? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, if you guys just want to head straight there, then I will just time skip us there if you need, or if you need anything else to happen during it, then we'll go through that. No, I think I've got everything no. I need. Well, I just want to discuss before we get there. 
like oh. plan, but when we're outside of the sea. Okay, like, yeah. So you nobody. you you make your way through the residential area with ease. The guards at the gate just kind of they they question for a minute or two. You know, like why are you heading out this late? But you you just you know we're allowed to go out, aren't we? They accept that and they let you through. You are now on the road from um, from Salt Harbour up to the mill at the end. There are no guards near you at this point in time. The second that you step out, either your eyes are glowing purple. Aha! Can I pull out my sunblade and have a look at that as well? You can. I activate it. Uh, let me remember how you do this because it has been some time since I asked you how to do this. Additionally, um, Gregor, you only have one set of memories in your head at the moment, but it is the ones that are making you feel very aggressive. Oh. Um, roll me a... Roll me a... Here we go. Uh, Roll me a con check, please. Eight. Nothing happens. Yeah. Try again. Roll me a con check, please. Twelve. Kind of fizzles slightly. There's like a couple of black sparks and it fizzles. I just shout it, come on! Uh, try one more time. You guys are walking up this kind of like salt road up to the mill. One more con check then, please. 13! <laughs> Splutters again, a little bit more black light comes up, but then it just... <laughs> Gregor! Yes! Do you think there might be a bit more of an opportune time to do that? I think we need to discuss options. I just put it back into my thing. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Right. Have either of you took any thought to how actually we're going to get this crate into the city? Not I really. Just shove no. it in a rags bag of holding. That is an option. No, there is that. <laughs> Could always take it through that way. Um, I don't. I don't exactly know what we're going to encounter along the way. So hmm. uh, maybe, maybe, um, maybe take a walk around the outskirts, scout it a little bit, um, because we need to pick it up first. So that was good thinking, actually. There, and it's something I may have just uh, gone ahead of you with. I found. I mean, walking around the outskirts. Uh, we could quite simply, I mean, using an ability of mine as well, tunnel quite easily down the east, under the eastern wall. And it looks like, with a little bit of a drop, uh, all we have to do is basically walk around. And then if we can get under that wall, we can get under the dock, and then come up through some loose boards I saw. Um. We wouldn't even have to go through the gate. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a very good plan. Hmm, I believe I can uh, tunnel at least um, 60 foot down in a trench with 
the aid of the water that we are going to be right next door to being at the docks so it'd be easy as just popping underneath i can always um send send something off to open and unlock chests or doors or anything that needs needs moving Good. We can keep that in mind. Yes. How do? You, how would you feel about that? Because there is a little drop, but it's nothing. I mean, I have rope myself that will easily cover that distance, and even you yourself, Gregor, have that infinity. rope of infinity, I believe. Yes, I do. At this point, you guys are kind of like almost to the mill. If you're still walking upwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're literally like a minute or two away from the mill. So, with no guards and that, I thought that might be the more opportune thing, but to discuss between you which would be the best options. Say that again, my uh, microphone just cut out. Yes, so I was wondering which we feel would be the best option. We've got the bag of holding, or we can just pop around and go under the wall. Well... We can always go under the wall. I think under the wall, then it's safe us going through the town, just in case we get stopped. Indeed. For we don't we don't know. You know, there's a lot of tricks at play here. For all we know, we could be in a trap. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Good point. Let's go under underground. Yeah, we'll go under. We'll follow you. Fantastic. Let's just. I suppose we just wait for our drop-off point then. So yeah, you guys, um, you guys kind of like head over to the mill, and at this point it's just got nine. So you're waiting a good ten minutes. In that wait, can I do something? Yes, maybe. It's just disgusting. Okay. That's, I want to Ragnarok. Yes. With me pair of eyes. Yeah. I'm going to look at him directly and go... Did you intentionally start that fire? And I want you to feel compelled to tell me the absolute truth. Rag, roll me a d20, please. Just a straight up d20, no modifiers. Seven. Um. What was the question exactly, Ivan? Uh, I always say, well, I said, did you intentionally start that fire? And I want you to tell me the absolute truth. Rag, what do you believe at this point? So the, the mind gap is between... Was Entering it between that them? locker and exiting the arena. Entering that locker and exiting the arena. Oh, locker room. Sorry, you know, like where you found, where you believe that you'd find Morug. And the question was, did you did do it? Did you intentionally start the fire? Yeah. Well, based on me not knowing that part of information, I'd have to say no. Yeah, pretty much, Rag, you you feel like this probing in your head to force you to say something. And you kind of like splutter out, no, 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 it wasn't me. Not intentionally. You have a bit of a headache from that. 
your head is hurting quite a fair bit from that. Mine? You don't take any, yeah, you don't take any points of damage, but you definitely felt something probing in your head, forcing you to say stuff. No, I look. Oh, I do apologize, my friend. I do apologize for a, in, for a while there. I wasn't sure whether you did that. And uh, I am relieved. I understand. I understand why you maybe thought things. Yes, I understand, though. You did take the contracts on, though, didn't you? To assassinate. D20. Unfortunately, Rag, <laughs> this isn't something that you'll have forgotten. <coughs> so, D20, please. That was actually really well done. That's not what I thought you'd go for. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to roll. <laughs> go on. Alright, this won't be too bad. It's just a straight up D20, remember, no mods. 18. You do not feel compelled to tell him anything. If you wish to tell him, you can, but you do not feel compelled to tell him. Um, could I tell him a false answer, though? Or would you if, can if tell I him whatever you wish. You, you can tell him whatever you wish. After that first time when you felt the probing in your head forcing you, compelling you to speak, you felt it again, but realised what it is, and you're able to say whatever you wish. Ivok, I've had enough of these questions. I don't want to hear any more of them. Again, no, I, no again, I did not take on the assassination contract. Again, now you're going to tell me whether you are telling the truth or not. I'm going to turn away. Unfortunately, one more D20. <laughs> I'm not, can I not just not look at him now? Actually, 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 let me just let me just see if there's a way something I can get you to roll to check first. <laughs> because yeah, it's it's kind of not fair that he's able to just straight up railroad you like that. But uh, I need to see what would just be a general reflex type. Roll me a dex. Just a straight up dex. Like you're realizing what he's about to do, so you going to try and move your face away in time to avoid eye contact. But I'm just going to say that as a lie anyway. Your call, you can... Natural 20. As he asks that, at perfect timing, Rag, as he asks you that, you turn so that you're now facing towards the mill. And if you turn, you just say, no, I'm not lying. And continue walking. Hmm. Ivok, with the speed that he's done that, you're, you think that your eye ability worked on him. Oh, I think that, do I? Yep. With that nat 20, because of the way that he reacted, he he kind of seamlessly turned and answered at the same time. Right, okay. So, no, you did. Right. Okay. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder then. I go... Rag, I do apologise. I hope you can forgive me. It looks like we may have to build some trust. It, it appears we do. Okay. At this, you guys have now... You've reached the mill and you've been waiting there for a couple of minutes. 
you are stood there and either you've asked Ragh these questions and Ragh has just basically shut them down to the point where you believe him, you hear movement and as you all turn, you see two medium-sized creatures holding a very big crate, requiring at least two of them. In front of them walks an elf. He just kind of looks at you. You guys, the uh, people that are your sense. No. The mission. <laughs> we are the god. <laughs> <laughs> kind of narrows his eyes. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> yes, it is. Says. Good. Just kind of gestures behind him. You need to take that and drop it off at the docks. Okay. Good as done. Good. One more thing. Don't open the crate. Probably best you don't. The uh, enchantments <laughs> that we've got on it at the moment. The stuff that makes it so that the wormwood smell doesn't come through. Obviously, that's not going to be as effective in Salt Harbor itself. But a crate is still going to block some of the smell. The second you open this baby up, everyone in a five mile radius can smell it. So probably don't open it. Alright. Thank you for the advice. Good. Try not to fail. I know that Azure won't be happy, and a lot of people in the city won't be. Good luck, guys. Just kind of turns and walks into the darkness. As he does, the two figures that were holding the crate just disappear. The crate falls with a heavy thud. Bits of salt and stuff kick up in front of you. All right. right. I just I just turn to Ibuk and Rag. Pick it up then. The Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast. Rollcast was JB as Ragnarok, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ivor Mylar, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. As usual, we'd like to thank the following for allowing us to use their music. Adrian Von Ziegler, Alexander Nakalada, Michael Gelfi Studios, Perry Tune, Scott Buckley, and The Seventh Midnight. Full links to all the tracks used in this episode are in the description, and as usual, I highly recommend checking these talented artists out. If you want to support Rollcast, then check out our socials. Follow our page at facebook.com forward slash cast that role. Follow and tweet at us on Twitter using the handle at cast that role and subscribe to our channel on YouTube using the handle at castthatroll. You'll be able to get episode updates and random bits of lore and information on both Twitter and Facebook, and our YouTube page has all of our current episodes up in a visual format. Don't want to watch, but still want to listen? We got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, and all other podcast platforms. Episode 6, An Evening Stroll, releases on the 25th of January, so we'll see you all then.
like going to say a fucking word to him. <laughs> 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 well, insight, insight. If I say nothing, I, then I, I can't get a fucking insight check on it. Like, I was going to say, just uh, just taking this out of the game for a second, out of the role-playing stuff, ever since Coogan has learned about insights, every other thing that Rag is saying is just insight, fuck it. <laughs> Why has he been quiet? Oh, he's been, like, who's telling the truth? Is he telling the truth? I don't, I don't know. Uh, okay, anyway, 